advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. I fucked up. I, missed, I accidentally counted how many times I rang the bell. Like I was consciously aware that I was like one, two, three, four, five, and then my head was like one, two, three, four, five. Like and now it's like a thing where I feel like that's the how many times I'm gonna have to ring it. Well, then nobody else needs to ring a bell. Is that it? Because you'll start shouting the weather and shit over there in a funny I voice. Should, I think we should cut the bells. No more bells. Completely. Hell's bells. Well, I think it's a, the clink ding. Yeah, it's a clink ding, but it's just evolved into a ding clink. Ring, ding, 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 clang, 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 clang. You guys are racist, Mashed. for the record. That is not how Chinese <laughs> yeah. people name their babies. Ping, ping, yeah. Walla, walla, bing, bang, yeah. <laughs> that shit was racist. You guys, I'm talking about bells over here, and you guys are talking mm-hmm. about naming conventions. Oh, and, bells. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah. I thought uh-huh. you were talking about all the Chinamen that are down here when we start every episode. We need help. They're down here building yeah. a great wall. Yeah. When they all scurry yeah. away. So I told you guys uh, I was sleep eating and I was going to save it to, yeah. to tell you now. Um, a couple of things have happened. Like I've been sleep eating a little bit again. I don't know what the, the factor is. I think Trent can have a factor and that's happened a couple of times. Just like before I go to sleep mm-hmm. and I, that's like bad move. I can't do that apparently. Like I go to sleep and I feel like I slept hard, but, and I don't think this was. New a, listeners might be wondering about Trent. What is that? I couldn't tell him. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> you better um, get, a, get on the group and ask. Yeah, they're going to figure it That's out. That's my question. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, and if you're new to the podcast, like, I have a thing where, like, I'll just fucking eat shit in the kitchen and not remember what the fuck happened. And, like, my family will make me aware of it. Like, one time, uh, there was just fucking a whole pack of hot dogs in the fucking microwave cooked with a slice in them. And I put mustard on the picture of the hot dogs in the package, right? Like, <laughs> shit like that. You know that. That's my favorite one. Yeah. That one's one of the funniest ones because it was like, what the fuck is happening? And there's a whole pack. I microwaved a whole pack of hot dogs and I put mustard on the picture of the hot dogs. So it's You're like, gonna eat everything. it's like stepbrothers, like putting fucking pillows in the fucking oven kind mm-hmm. of shit where I'm just, I'm asleep. And then sometimes I eat, like I've woken myself up eating top ramen and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, I went in the, putting, I was in the putting water room. in the peanut butter jar. I, I got up. Did I do water in the peanut mm-hmm, butter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man. Like <laughs> the baby <laughs> the baby spoon in the milk inside the top yeah. ramen pan. Fucking shit, man. Got fucking peanut butter knuckles in the morning because I'm using the wrong uh-huh. tool in an empty peanut butter jar. Uh-huh. So this one though, I woke up, walked out in the front room, and my daughter's like, Anybody tell you yet? And I was like, Tell me what? And I was like, mm. fuck, dude. And I had walked through the kitchen before I saw her and I saw my wife has like gluten-free bread and it's like these tiny weird little pieces. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't touch that yeah. shit. It's like not something I'm going to go for. Yeah. And me neither. There was go home and wash out your beaver. <laughs> what? There was two, uh, there was two <laughs> pieces of like air dried toast sitting on top of the microwave and I saw it and I was like, 
I probably did that shit. Like, why is there two pieces of toast just sitting on the microwave right now? Like, not in the microwave, on the microwave, and they're crusty from being mm -hmm. air toasted. So I chuck those to try to get rid of the evidence and, like, wipe the microwave <laughs> off. And then I go back and sit down in the front room. Air toasted? They've yeah, been sitting out so up, long. They're, they're, they're stale. They're just <clears> yeah, hard. They're, like, rock hard. And I was like, okay, that got done last night. No one else would do that shit. Why would there be toast out? I must have sleep, like, I, I was sleepwalking or sleep eating or something. And I don't have any memory of it at all this time. Sometimes I remember it. This time, nothing, dude. And so I'm sitting there and my daughter's like, did anybody tell you? I was like, tell me what? And she's like, hold on, let me go get it. I saved it for you. There was a piece of rye bread, like, you know, the long rye bread? Mm -hmm. I think it was rye bread. It was either rye bread or sourdough. Dark rye, Jewish yeah. rye. Jewish rye. For a long chicken yeah. sandwich. Yeah, like the long style one. And so it had been covered in mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. And then I got two pieces of round provolone cheese and broke them in half or tore them or something. And I like set them diagonally across this piece of bread. Oh, you're seated a, you're into an artisan. You're an artist. <laughs> into the mayonnaise. Artist. But here's where I fell off the fucking rails though. Like I went, I laid this all down and I, I pressed the cheese into the mayonnaise and then I shoved it back into the provolone cheese pack and put it back in the fucking refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Why and went you back eat to bed. I don't know. You're like sleep chef. I, I don't know. You're like sleep chef. <laughs> yeah. I apparently went back to bed. I, I, I don't remember eating anything. I didn't taste anything when I woke up. Like sometimes I'm like, I think I fucking ate peanut butter. It was like peanut butter on the side of my mouth or some shit. Yeah. Um. And I don't have any memory of it at all. And I just shoved it back into the provolone package. Didn't close it. Maybe you were making lunch. Put it in the refrigerator like, and closed the fucking door. That's funny. And they saved it just to shame me. Hey, yeah, you're making lunch, bastards. You need to just get like a fucking lockable Hannibal Lecter mask that you wear on <laughs> After lock me. Yeah, just because, yeah. I mean, that way you're just done. Like, your face is locked. You're just in he a muzzle. He can still make You know what I thought about? Shit he like can still that, make though. shit, but he can't eat I it. can articulate. Yeah. That's the problem, though. Like, I thought about, what if I got, like, a, <laughs> this is real, dude. I really considered this. I was going to order a surfboard leash. What if you're going to make soup leash. out of your son? I was going to order a surfboard <laughs> leash and put it on my fucking <laughs> ankle, and then that way if I got up, I would like, oh, that's not a bad it, idea. It would like hit the, I'm going to fall and eat shit probably though. Like hit my head on a skateboard or something in the middle of the night. But I was like, at least it would wake me up. Like I've got a buddy, my buddy, Joe Cooper, that did that fucking pencil drawing for us. He has the same fucking issue. The guy that drew the hammer. Uncle Koopa. Uncle Koopa. Um, he fucking chains the fucking uh, shit. And then he'll even go outside. He'll take all of the peanut butter out of the cabinet. Go take it to his truck and put it in his truck lock his truck door and come back inside because it's like that's enough is that, that the only thing he wants is peanut butter it's like me a peanut butter thing. or like if like he lives with someone else that like it's someone else's house and so they don't even know like he'll grab the food that he would sleep eat and put it in a basket go put it all in his truck and then he wakes up early enough that he goes and puts it back because he doesn't want to admit that he fucking does it <laughs> and so he's at the same problem dude I, there must be more people like us oh i'm sure and so like i, I get away with like locking that pantry i can put like anything like Triscuits or You're like the hungry Highlanders, <laughs> the hungry Highlanders. Yeah, um, bread. We can lock anything in that cabinet that's like high glycemic, really. And I lock it, and I'll wake up and be like, "What am I gonna do? Eat a pickle?" I'll like wake up in front of the fridge in like frustration of me not finding the thing that was gonna fucking satisfy yeah, my. Yeah, so meat, you make you a shitty I mean? provolone mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. and then I'm like, "Fuck this provolone it's sandwich!" Gluten free bread. Shove it back. No, no that was on rye. I, that yeah, was on rye. I just wasted gluten free. No, bread. no, no. Anyway, yeah, yeah. No. I think the air dried uh, the air dried hockey pucks sandwiches or toasts were part of it. He just had to wait for them though. He probably got I was it. Waiting he, for them to he, toast. He put oh, the maybe. he put the sandwich away because they had to toast. Yeah, yeah. That's some that Portland shit. They were air dried. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, was like, that's why he couldn't eat it yet. Think about if he would have e eaten it with the hard toast on it. Right, right. <sighs> Dude. <laughs> At least I don't wake up with like dog food or something in my mouth. You know, I've That's because you eat it all. I've never that was eaten easy. anything. I finished it. Yeah, yeah. Finished. yeah, I've never eaten anything that I was like, oh God, what did I eat? Like, I wake up with like fucking tuna or something. Cat in my shit mouth. out of the cat box. Yeah, God, thank God. There's probably people that do <laughs> sprinkles. Terrible things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Eating paint. 
He's it's, like, why are my teeth all chipped up in the morning? I did. I know I ate a banana with peanut butter the other night. I fucking woke up, the banana peel was just fucking laying there and the peanut butter was just a mess. Like yeah, I yeah. get in trouble. Like, you know, you made a fucking mess in the kitchen. There's like peanut butter all over the handle of the spoon. It's all over the fucking counter. And there's a banana peel and the lid's on crooked and it's just all sitting there and the cabinet's open. Jay, you Cleaning clean it up. peanut butter is the worst. Dude. It is. My daughter gets pissed if I throw a peanut butter spoon in the sink because she's like sitting in a bowl of water. Which does nothing. It doesn't do anything. It, does it just nothing. makes it gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So yeah. one thing that doesn't make stuff gross is El Yucateco hot sauce. Right. And as always, every week we give out a hot sack or um, a hot box, box or a hot crotch mm-hmm. to someone um, for uh, posting and loving El Yucateco. Brent uh, flipped a script and uh, asked for posts of nasty socks. I just said, let's see your worst socks. I didn't know what was going to happen, but the look on my face when I was looking yeah, at the yeah. socks, I thought would invoke like somebody's hairy ass toe, like sticking out of some beat right, ass right. old socks, you know? So there were some legit pictures of like some really Charlie cool and the cho- yeah, chocolate yeah. factory socks. Like the, the, the Mike Tyson punch out socks were fucking on point. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some really good ones, but the Lord was, of the Rings ones were terrible. That yeah, fucking whoever yeah, drew that yeah. and whoever like marked off like, yes, I will license these Lord of the Rings socks. <laughs> right. With the, it looks like a bad tattoo on those socks. Those are bad. But there was one that uh, won the jackpot because it was with a bottle of El Yucateco Black. And, and we came up with a good title for it. So that's really what made it. The, did we call it the hospital hand job? It's a, the, hot, the hospital hot sauce foot job. Yeah, the ho- yeah. hospital hot sauce foot job because they're straddling the black with what looked like hospital booties. Yeah, the yeah. hospital um, But then like shoes. right near it are like... Some work construction boots. like work mm-hmm. boots and something about the lighting and the carpet makes it feel kind of murder roomish. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was definitely uh, it was gritty. Brad Pitt's. Yeah, 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 for like, sure. Yeah. Like that's the vibe you get yeah. from the photo. Like that was the glutton room. It's a little bit like, disturbing, yeah. but it goes to um, Eric Grenier. Garnier. Is that how you say it? Garnier. Yeah. Gernier. It goes to Chris Benoit. Grenier. Chris Benoit. <laughs> you are the winner of this week's hot crotch. Go send it all the way to um, Calgary. So Canada. look for Frankie Pigeons to shout out. Thank you, everybody, for participating. There was really good participation this week. Um, there were some great socks in there, but there can be only Juan and he won. Because yeah, no one said you have to only use Teco on your food. It could be tantric as well. You know what I mean? True. It can that's be true. used in other ways. Mm. Right. You know? So it was, it was a good It has healing good properties, I think. Let's drink this whiskey and then we'll talk about patrons. Right. So we got a bottle of um, James E. Pepper 1776 bourbon. He came by. He's the one that has those Megan Fox thumbs. Oh, it's right. Jeremy Pepper. And it's from Jeremy Pepper, who has some familial relationship to the distillery. Enough time has passed that Maxis has taken hold of me, but I feel like this is like the heritage and tradition of the fact that his family is involved was an important factor because they all have weird thumbs. It felt like he was reading me a book report. Like this dude knew so much about it that I was like, this is like, he's going down a fact sheet. This is not the first time he has listed these facts. Right. right. And all I can remember is something about Peaky Blinders in 1832 and that his, his mom had racehorses. I'm pretty sure that he'll say that was an accurate description. Okay. So (laughs) I'm curious to try it. It is a straight bourbon, hundred proof. I'm paraphrasing. There was more to it. Ooh, it's really good, but it tastes just like something else. Like that's not the first time I had very that. cinnamony. I got an apple right when I took it into my mouth. That's really good. That's yeah, the really head good. of an apple, like a baby's hmm. arm. I don't know if it's you, like it hits, it hit me locally. with cinnamon. 
<laughs> and then in the Man. back, for me in the background, there's apple and caramel. I got the apple right away, and then I got the like caramel's getting caramel. stronger right now. And um, that's nice. Man, really, for being hunter proof, really. Oh, like, good God, super hunter proof. That's crazy. Like had a little, had a had the cinnamony on the on mm-hmm. the tongue. Yep, and and just, I mean, smooth, really, yeah. really smooth. This is impressive. It really that is, is very nice. Good. That's a good whiskey. Thank you. Has a lot of different, a lot of different textures. Yeah, a lot going on yeah. there. I'm gonna take my second sip. Thank yeah. you, Jeremy. That's good. Mm. Yeah, his thumbs though. It was, yeah. it's, dude, it's a spectacle. Well, that's the price they had to pay. I watched him. He was texting. Someone. It was, yeah, it was, you can get famous for this. Yeah, whiskey. they went to the they went to the crossroads and they were like, "Miss the devil, I want to make the best, <laughs> best whiskey, whiskey there ever was." And I'll need your thumb. He's, I'm willing to give you my soul. And he had, he had like prize winning thumbs. Yeah, he used to do the uh, Arthur Fonzarelli impressions yeah, yeah. with his thumbs. He got paid up. for it. Hey. They're like thumb models. Yeah, 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 yeah they this. were thumb models. The whole it was a whole yeah. family of thumb models. An old stick at the crossroads said, "No, I just your want your thumbs. thumbs. It's like a hammer. You give him toe thumbs. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but if that's the after effect, I'm sorry. And now, your whole and, family. And coincidentally, has toe though, thumbs. coincidentally, that's what Megan Fox did to get famous. Mm. Probably. Yeah. I mean, because there's a million I Megan I'll be Foxes. Honest, out I don't know there. if it's worth it, Jeremy. I, I saw the, like he can't even text right. Like you know, most people text like this. Right. He was doing some hybrid form of texting with yeah. like one finger and a thumb. Yeah. Him texting, it looked like J-Lo well, playing he, volleyball. It, the the trade is his his toes on his feet look like they're actually their fingers, your thumbs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the trade. Yeah, they see. That's they, the trade. It's the would you rather, right? You know. And of course, they all have, they all have a witch's nipple now too. <laughs> yeah, but I think <laughs> it's worth it. I think it was totally worth it for that yeah. bourbon. Thank you, Pepper family. It was for great using your your thumbs. Sorry about your thumbs. Yeah. So, <laughs> we always want to shout out our patrons. Um, you keep the trains running on time. Um, you allow us to get gear and ship things, which is not cheap. Um, but uh, so it's and sort of in a way, is- it's a form of socialism. Yes, <laughs> creating our own economy. The, yeah, but uh, the shipping is is pricey. Uh, the the gifts we give out, we wouldn't be able to do it um, if we if we didn't have our patrons. No, um, not. So uh, you love us, and hopefully we love you back. The question is, who loves harder? Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to thank several several of our patrons. Um, the first of which is simply one name, and I feel like I should. I know how to pronounce it properly, but I need, to, I need to back Share. off from the mic in order to do so. Prince. I'm scared. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be an... That's what's going to happen. Free cola. Con! Oh, I see. It's very Star Trek. Yeah. Con. That's the real name, you think? Probably. That's the only one here. Con? Yep. Like C-O-N? No. K-A-H-N. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool name, Con. Yeah. Like if you if you had a kid, not Connor. Connor's pretty. Connor's that's basic. That's like cowboy yeah, baker's Yeah, from, Connor. Yeah. I just yeah. Are we talking shit about my nephew? I mean, that's fine. I'm he not saying, his real name's not Connor. I'm though. just saying Connor's like that's true. I'm ah, just saying like, true. like Connor's like okay, Connor. Like it's kind of normal, but Con. Yeah. K H N. His real name is Billiam. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a great name. Is Cole? Is it? Yeah. Cole Trickle. <laughs> Why? I love you, Cole. <laughs> Just to embarrass my nephew, who's yeah. a grown ass man right now, who listens. <laughs> so now he's like six foot five. He'll be at the grocery store working, and then he he's just heard this and he's embarrassed, oh. or he doesn't give a fuck. More than likely. Huh. Next, I like, I like Dick Trickle, um, as a snack or as a, no, as a no. or as, as a, a STD as a name. As a name. You ever trickle. get the Dick Trickle? You got to get some ointment. Raphael Sarmento. Speaking of Ninja Turtles. 
<laughs> we're talking about that. Yeah, and a brand of cheese. Mm-hmm. Raphael Sargento. Yeah, Sarmentos. Are, they yeah. make a good cheese. Sarmento. Artisan cheese yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, that light just came on behind me. I uh-huh. It go, mm-hmm. comes on and off all the yeah, time. It goes, it just, it Orion just Nielsen. Orion Nielsen. Orion. Uh, actually, Orion seems like a weird name, but I've I know somebody named Orion. That's kind uh, of a weird. I don't know if it has this spelling though. How's that? O r r i e n. Oh, that is a weird spelling. That's yeah. or Orion or Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they, that's they, the they're undecided. Half, they're like, the we're gonna name him this or Ryan. What are you gonna right? name him, Paul or Ryan? Yeah, like, yep. or Ryan. Wait a I think you're onto something. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm or Ryan. That's what if difference. we just lose Paul altogether? Yeah, I like the second part. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I meant or Ryan. No, or I know Ryan what you meant. Middle name. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you meant, but I like it. Yeah, Orion yeah. Nelson. Orion Nelson. Yeah. And then his father secretly calls him Paul in his heart all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Paul. But you're a patron, so even though... And his um, mama, Aquanetta, that's her yeah. name. His mom's name is Aquanetta for sure. But since you're a patron, your father finally loves you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So remember that. Carly Akamato. Ooh. Carly. Carly. Wow. wow. That was a big reaction, Brent. I think she knows how to do kicks. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Flamethrowers, trees, yeah. whole thing. That's a cool name, actually. I like the rhythm of it. It's like Mocha Badaya. Say it again. Akamato? Carly Akamato. I like it, dude. There's like... There's the cadence, the... the <laughs> There's enough syllables there. It's it's right on it's right on par with. There mo- is a with, good number of syllables. Yeah, with yeah, that's a good flow. Yeah, Carly Akamato. Carly Akamato. Yeah. I like it. You see how yeah. flows like yeah, Doctor yeah, yeah, Mokopadaya. Yeah. Just say that tomorrow morning at that's Starbucks. A, that, what do you have? I'll have a tall Carly Akamato. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> come again, Carly yeah. Akamato. Carly Akamato. Can you tell me how to make that? <laughs> no whip, yeah. please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a Japanese Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Just order a Carly. Uh, I see it. I'm, I'm saying it. Carly Akimato. You were going to say Macchiato. Carly, uh, I was going to say Macchiato. Um, he spit my Akimato. And then finally, we have Chandra, which I, I like that name. I like that first name. Chandra. Chandra. And the last name is Yaman. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, Yemen. Yemen. Yeah. She likes the Yemen. Chandra Yaman. Yeah. She likes sailors. A lot of pot smoking going on. <laughs> For that sure. Name. So yeah. much pot with that name. Shaman, so pot and incense, like yeah. just it's like wafting Indian hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. yeah. A lot of name? weed and patchouli. Lee Chaman, <laughs> weed and patchouli. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on there. What was your question? Her name is Lee Chaman. Yes, yes. For office. Lee Chaman for council Heyman. member. Lee Chaman. Yeah. Lee Chaman. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, patrons. Uh, we try to shut you out and uh, talk you up. And feel you up and feel you out, but it's hard to do because did, did social you get, distancing. Did you guys see, um, uh, what's his name? We fucking wouldn't know. It's just, in your head, Just Brad. do it. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf's oh. fucking Spicoli. He's like super high. He's like fucking super like really high. Guy? Well, they were doing like a Zoom, like reading oh, a script. Oh, the read through of Fast Times? Um, yes. And he's, and he's oh, he playing Spicoli. Spicoli. Oh, nice. And he's like I stoned it out of his mind in his truck, like reading the script to him. And he's just fucking just. Was Mumb- he actually stoned? It seemed like I it. I would think so for sure. Yeah. It seemed like it. He was mumbling and fucking. Are they redoing Fast Times? I mean. No, they just did a read through. Everyone uh, else is sitting in their living room or right. like at their desk and he's like right. in his car with the camera and he's fucking like sitting there like he's talking to John Legend. I'm going to have to like, watch yeah. it. He's a good actor. You can't tell. He might be doing some no, weird exactly. ass I mean, I, It thing. took me like no, 15 years to realize but that Sean He's probably Penn smoking a joint. Is like, a good actor yeah. and not just some fucking 
dropout they scrubbed off a beach to play Spicoli because that's what he's actually like. It's like, no, that's nothing like him. Like, even at a young age, he was just a good enough actor to pull that off. Did you see, I, I feel bad about it now, but did you see Drew Barrymore's new show? What is it? I saw a clip of it, man, and it is like it's like oh. a dumpster fire train wreck, really bum fight. Yeah, <laughs> it is really, really weird and really awkward and really bad. I don't know you why the it's show. So or bad. You just saw the trailer. I watched a seven minute clip. I posted it in the group and said, "Post your timestamp in the in the comments and let me know when you crawl out of your skin." Because it was like. You can't watch it. What is it? What's it about? It's just just a a talk talk show. show. But it's like, I don't think it was planned right or something. Like people don't know. The audience doesn't know when to laugh. Like she'll do some zinger and then it's just silence. And you're like, fucking shit. Maybe it's supposed to be like that. No, No. I think there's, I think there's a big run. Why would they put out the trailer? One of the, one of the American Idol winners has a talk show now too. I think she's surrounded by yes men and like she's got money and she's Well, I think everybody's, I think everybody's throwing daytime talk shows at people because they think Ellen might be stepping down. Ellen filled filled the Oprah vacuum. Who's going to fill the Ellen vacuum? Unfortunately, it is not Drew Barrymore. Yeah. yeah. Like she's adorable when she was six and she was hot in Charlie's (laughs) Angels. But she is not for talk show. Yeah, uh, love you, Drew Barrymore. But yeah. like that, yeah, it was rough, dude. That shit. First, was, like our first fifty dates, you yeah. know, the Adam Sandler fifty films. first dates. 50, yeah, first fifty dates. <laughs> okay, more like Drew Barry less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so funny, dude. Oh, they should give me a daytime talk show. <laughs> should. <clears throat> yeah. So our topic today is Steven Spielberg. Um, the Spielberg man, the Spielberg man, um, the just super impressive, like researching him. It's like researching him. There isn't a, like, I'm, I keep waiting for like all these elements of his life to show up in the biography. He was born doing it. Born and it's to do like it. his life is his filmography. Yeah. Like there's nothing in the margins. Like the only thing in the margins is like eight movies he produced that you didn't know he produced. And a divorce yeah. like or something. Like, yeah, like, yeah, and a divorce once. Happen. And, but no, he was, he was born to it. And I would, I mean, I would, I would argue that for most people, if you have a top 10 movies of all time list, one of his movies is on there. And I would argue oh, for that sure. for yeah. most people in your top five list, one of his movies yeah. is on there. And yeah. if you like Star Wars and none of his other movies, well, he didn't do Star Wars. I know, but he influenced it, I believe. That's true. He did. Inf- I, he definitely I don't think George it. Lucas would be George Lucas without Steven Spielberg. Did you see I the, think did both you see sides the of that, though. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Uh, yeah. They needed each other. Yeah, I think they, they needed did. Each I other. think they did. But yeah, I've, I feel like there's, a, there's some sort of blend there that those things would have happened. Um, without oddly I guess enough, one along the along yeah, you're right. You're also, right. I think f- who was the third one? Francis Ford Coppola, I think was mm-hmm. who they all. It was with. what a cool crew, dude! It was like Scorsese, Francis the Ford Coppola, pack. fucking yeah. George Lucas, yeah. uh, There's a rap pack of movies, yeah. and then just a bunch of actors yeah. that you heard, like just like, and most of them are because they went to USC. And Spielberg didn't go to USC like when they were all going to USC and trying to get a break. Kubrick. He was already directing movies and he was already doing TV shows and. Like he was um, doing it when he was a little kid, man. Like yeah, man. fucking crazy. He was, a, he was a, it's like you, like I see a lot of filmmakers and I'm like, Oh, that guy's a good filmmaker. And I just think of what it takes to make a film. And it's it, like when you study literature and you talk about, cause like you can say this guy's a novelist or that guy's a playwright. And when you talk about a filmmaker, it becomes tricky because a lot of film isn't studied in literature. Cause you can't say 
this is this person's film yeah because it took 150 people to make the movie you know yeah it's their vision um, but i but then they make an exception for what they would call an auteur who controls every like you know every aspect who controls of, every yeah. aspect of the from production to writing yeah. to directing you have a costume person but yeah, they but oversee they, the costume right, person and yeah. this is steven spielberg and it's like those are the people that one because when I started looking at what he's doing, it's like even the other directors and the actors when he was super young were looking at what he was doing and they were like, This guy is a fucking like literally a genius. Yeah. yeah. Like he shouldn't be as good as he is at doing all this stuff. And you don't think of filmmakers necessarily I don't know. For some reason I don't think of a filmmaker as being genius. I think of the filmmaker and as the cinematographer and like, yeah, the yeah, yeah, screenwriter, yeah. the team that was assembled as being you know, genius as together. As being yeah. genius together. Um but in I was like, no, this guy and he had it from a fucking young age. Yeah. He was yeah, and, just and like, like I watched that it. documentary Spielberg and it got a little heavy into like I don't know, they start going to Schindler's list and they get into like you know, Jewish, what's behind a lot of right, that, right. less Spielberg. Um, but it was like actor after actor, you know, they have like, I don't know, like Tom Hanks is on there and fucking Ron Howard and George Lucas, all right. these people talking about him. I thought it was really cool that you feel like there would probably be some hate. Like George Lucas would see Spielberg coming up and be like this motherfucker, like right. he's fucking like, he's going to do some shit, but he wasn't, he was like, you got to fucking see this. This guy's a fucking genius. Right. Like he's the next fucking thing. And they and, were always like that with each other too. They would be like, even I remember when they were doing the prequels and no one knew anything about the prequels. He like flew Spielberg out to Italy where they were filming shots for the planet N Naboo. And they were like, I just want you to see what I've been doing right. up until now. And he was, was on like, the set of Godfather hanging yeah. out, fucking saying, hey, yeah. what if you did this? Right. He was everywhere, man. Yeah. Like, and everyone was collaborating at that time. It was yeah. super and you, cool. And, and I have a list at some point in my notes that I'll read through, which is maybe a quarter of it. But it's like, we're obviously going to talk about all the films that he directed but the amount of shit that he produced right. is fucking unbelievable. Well, yeah. Richard Donner for Goonies, but Spielberg wrote the fucking screenplay basically right. and fucking he would have it. to like, get that shit. Well, of course, it's in there Jesus though. Christ. Yeah, it is. Like yeah. that's amazing. That's I mean, done on his yeah. tombstone. Goonies. Right. Fuck all the other shit. Yeah, I'll go yeah. kick it over. <laughs> so he's oddly enough, I found that the write up of him on. Like, I even had to double check. I was like, did he just fucking die? Like, the write-up on Rotten Tomatoes is all past tense. Uh, it's like, weird. Steven Spielberg was, was a prolific filmmaker. Yeah. I'm was like, what the fuck? What? Did you, like, did you publish the wrong... Do you have, like, the dead version already ready? Did he hang up his jersey, to, maybe? Like, like, no. He's in pre-production for uh, West Side Story right now, right. but it got shut mm -hmm. down for COVID. But, like, I started seeing all that, and that was the first thing I looked at. And I was like, did he fucking die, and I missed it somehow? Like, what the fuck? But um, he's worth three point seven billion dollars, which ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's he's not Lucas second, money, but second richest director, movie director ever, next yeah. to Lucas. Next yeah, to Lucas. Second to Lucas. Um, Lucas has like five point eight billion. I'm surprised it wasn't higher. His films have made over ten billion dollars total, but I think it's not higher because now you get the billion dollar movies. Yeah, like at the time, a three hundred million dollar yeah, yeah. movie was the biggest blockbuster ever. Well, I mean, when you do Jurassic Park, right? Like, I mean, that was yeah. huge. Right, that, that was, was the big, yeah. biggest. Movie. If that would have been the same thing now, like right. it would have been just. And at the time, I think it's in the notes. I think it was like seven hundred million. Or yeah. something Jaws, like that. dude, oh, way back Jaws, when did four hundred yeah. million. That's yeah. so much money. That's back so then. much money. He dude. was in his twenties when he made yeah. that. 
that it shit. It was his first feature film, dude. Yeah. Fucking yeah. ridiculous. Oh, so many people in that too. You don't yeah. realize like yeah. how many big actors yeah. are in that coming. It's up. funny when you go back and watch movies, you're like, dang, look at oh my gosh. Like you see him, they're so little. It was little, really cool about like, the little person. about to see this the behind the scenes stuff in Jaws because they were just like, it's this fucking stupid There's shark. There's a whole bunch book. of shit about it, dude. And they were like, they the mechanical shark broke. And mm-hmm. so they were like, fuck, we can't use a mechanical shark. So because a mechanical shark broke, it was going to be weeks. They're filming at open sea. No one had ever done it. They always film on some lake or right. a backlot right. fucking pool or some shit. He really wanted to do it on the ocean. The mechanical shark breaks. And so they're like, what can we do? That barrel shit, which is the scariest fucking shit ever, where they like shoot a fucking harpoon into the shark and it drags barrels across the top of the water. So, you know, the shark is there. That's because a mechanical shark was broken. Right. So, but it added to it. Oh, like, yeah. The dude. part where the dock breaks and the fucking docks moving, you don't know. No, you can't see the shark. It's way fucking scarier way because scarier. you can't. The shark. And I think like, he learned from that because I think like if you if you look at Jurassic Park, like you don't just lead with the dinosaur. Right. It's a long fucking time. It's the a whole lot moves, of the yeah, it's a whole moves, lot of water moving and shakes. noise and like they you build that suspense. And I think he probably accidentally learned that from filming Jaws. You know what I mean? They don't said show Jaws the was right so away. fucked up that they were writing the script twelve hours before they were recording it. It was being written. Yeah, it was, as, he it said, was just a disaster. He said he would have to show up and not know what the fuck to do, but some other prolific fucking director at the time like mentored him and told him, you hide that shit. You never let them yeah. know. You right. don't know what the fuck you're doing right. because you'll lose right. the respect. And again, if he wasn't literally a genius at filmmaking... He, he would have crashed and burned right. filming Jaws. Yeah. Like, but he it pulled a, it off. He had everything yeah. against him yeah, at he, that he point. And they almost did deadlines and budgets yeah. and shit. It was like yeah. not happening. And then it fucking got huge. It was supposed to be um, like shown for 59 days and ended up being shown for like 152 oh, yeah. days. Because keep yeah. in mind, that's pre fucking VHS. That's oh, pre. Yeah. He went I mean, from just being like, I mean, his family wasn't fucking poor, but no. he went from being like this young 20 it was like 24 or something he was really fucking young and they pulled up to the premiere and it was just like fucking lines dude yeah. lines and lines yeah, he probably oh, was about shit. 24 when he and so him. he goes to being a multi-millionaire in like his fucking bam. 20s yeah. over jaws yeah. right. so the, it like that's, he gets all the money he's like well now he could actually but, do what the fucking and again do. that's the other thing that's crazy is it's like as i was looking through it i was like i just looked at his first five movies which we'll get to in a second and i was like those five movies alone would be like a career. Done. That's your career. Yeah. Like if you, if everything after that was a dog shit, yeah. or if you only made one movie every 10 years after that, those movies have cemented yeah. you. Yep. And that was, that was by the fucking late seventies. Yeah. Like, and it's just, and every era, it was just like, Oh, more ex- yeah. another run. Oh, just you come like out that. with Indiana Another Jones. run, just yeah. like that. Another run, yeah. just like and that. And he didn't like, take the bait. They tried to offer him shit where it was like, Hey, you could do Superman. You can do fucking, I don't know. There was nope. a bunch of yeah, shit they threw at him. And he was like, no, I want to do Close Encounters. Yep. But Close Encounters when I was little. Man, that fucking mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, like, I, that's such a, like, nostalgic memory well, from my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. There. So, childhood. He was born in 46. I didn't know he was that old. No. He was born in 1946 in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, his mom was a, a restaurateur, which I'm guessing it's gonna she be, owned a It's going to be sad. Like, we're going to lose him pretty soon. Probably. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I don't really get nostalgic about, like, celebrity right. people right. type people but i mean with et indiana mm-hmm. jones some of my favorite movies yeah. like growing jurassic park you know yeah. these things are like they're, they're part of me mm-hmm. like they're like for i want sure, my kids dude. to watch for them sure. and, you know what i mean and that's like, how i felt about robin williams see that's and i, I didn't as much Willie i didn't Nelson. have that connection like, i have yeah. that, that connection yeah but that same thing yeah that's those didn't feel. matter but this yeah. matters right right yeah 
And there is a weirdness. Like I've, I've recently started rewatching the Sopranos mm -hmm. and I've tried to rewatch it about three times. Cause it's one of my all time favorite TV shows, but I only watched it live when it was actually yeah. happening. And every time I've tried to rewatch it, it's not like it killed me when James Gandolfini died, but every time I tried to rewatch it, I'd get into like the third episode and I'm like, he's dead. Like, this is weird. I watched like, that I couldn't, in three days, I couched, dude. I watched it. it in three days. Oh, it fuck, was when I had a Blockbuster dude. Gold membership God and I just damn. fucking was showing him <laughs> I shifts, dude. I, I watched that was my that first binge. First binge ever. Year. I think it took me 10 years to watch Three it. days. Because there's only like you seven know seasons, You I know what's funny? But when 9-11 happened, it shut down production for like years. Yeah. Because that's where they film. You know, it's funny you mentioned Blockbuster. Uh, uh, when they had the online service, when Netflix, when Net Netflix, Netflix came <laughs> yeah. out and, it, you know, you had to actually order the DVD. Right, right. This is for you youngsters that don't yep. remember this. My like, brother still has the order. mail subscription. He you still, still has get it. it. Really? I didn't you know that was yeah, a thing. So yeah, so you, you, you order the DVDs that you want. You put them on a list and then they come to you as you send them back. Um, Blockbuster came out with the same thing and Blockbusters was actually better right. than Netflix. Failed, though, yeah. Right. They were better because they always had the movies before Netflix. Like right. Netflix two, just right. didn't two have the movies. Biggest opportunities missed. AOL. Yep. American Online. Like mm -hmm. fucking should have ruled the world. Mm -hmm. And Blockbuster. Yeah. Right. Also could have ruled the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. AOL was yep. AOL was bigger than Google. Oh, dude. It was I huge. mean, they, yeah. They yeah. they should have literally. The, they were the internet. They were the internet. They were the internet. Were the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they fucked up. God, they didn't fuck up mail. though. They fucking yeah. bought Time Warner. Yeah, they. I mean, they're yeah, they are still, one of the largest <laughs> media empires in the world right yeah, now because but of their been acquisition. Like, yeah, true, Google maybe. or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, it feels like there should have been mean, more. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. all they had. I yeah. mean, you know, like they they. It's they time for somebody else to big step of a up. Vision, yeah, you know, it's time for somebody else to right. step up. Yeah. So, um, his mom was a restaurateur and a concert pianist. And keep in mind, this is in 1946. His father was a fucking computer engineer right crazy yeah. like like super like world war ii era vacuum tube yeah fucking yeah. like he also repaired tvs and shit in his yeah, time yeah, yeah. um that circuits. guy is yeah. man i watched that documentary and like they get divorced she actually leaves him right. for his best friend oh damn and it was fucking rough and he don't you know he does parents? he his his wife leaves him uh leaves him for his best Wait, friend spielberg leaves, leaves spielberg spielberg spielberg's dad yeah, oh, okay right. spielberg's mom and dad spielberg's mom leaves Spielberg's dad for his dad's best friend. And okay. he fucking doesn't want them to think poorly of his mom and pretends like he's deadbeat dad and that he leaves or whatever. And they put it on him and the kids think that he was like Damn, abandoned dude. dad because he didn't want them to think poorly of his mom. And then they fucking remarried. And so in the interview, he's like, He's like, yeah, she she loved someone else, and now she loves me again. Isn't that neat? And like, they're like fucking eighty years old. Like, I was like, oh my god, what he is fuck? such a cool dude. Like, yeah. he was like, oh, you know, it happened. Like, the heart fucking, like, he was just like, whatever, it happened. But I've got her back now. I was like, wow, that fucking guy, man. He just died in twenty twenty. Yeah, and she died in twenty seventeen. I think. Yeah, yeah they there. They were born in fucking in that interview. I was like, oh my god, they're still alive. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So they moved around a lot. They moved to Jer New Jersey. They moved to Arizona. Um, and then at the age of 12, he made his first, he would borrow his, his, uh, dad's eight millimeter, uh, camera and he made a film of a train wreck using his model trains. Mm -hmm. That was his first film that he ever made. He talked um, about it because he didn't have, um, editing capabilities. So he just like filmed the train coming from the left, filmed the train coming from the right and then filmed them center on and had him crash oh, because right. his dad took him to. The, what is it? The the greatest show in the world or whatever you want to watch, whatever that show is called. It was like a famous movie back in the day. It was his first greatest show on earth. Greatest show on earth. 
Yeah, uh, he that was the first movie he ever watched mm. in the theater, and he's like, his dad would like, he's like, you lied to me. I thought I was going to go to see the circus or something, and, but it was called the greatest, the greatest show, show on earth. earth. He's like, we're going to go see so the greatest show on earth. He went home and made yeah, a movie because he just wanted to watch movies, but right. they didn't exist, right. and you couldn't watch them. So he made that train movie, and Crazy. he said he just watched the train crash over and over and over. And he, so he made his own movie so he could watch a movie. And he started making really short, like adventure movies based on comic books, based on serials, based on radio shows, you know, so, which is a huge influence when you get into things like Raiders of the Lost Ark. They wanted to make one of those serialized weekly Flash Gordon kind of old time shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what they envisioned with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I think their their plan backfired because of their own success because i know they had originally planned on making a lot of those movies like just churning them out and making them serials but everybody became so fucking uh popular and like star wars blew up so much you can't just have her it's like well when's the next time all of our schedules are clear like seven years from now all right well then that's when we'll film the next one yeah so it just became the next movie right yeah. yeah um so uh he in 1958 he was a boy scout and uh he had to get the photography merit badge but their camera broke so he asked his scout master can i just make a movie with my dad's eight millimeter camera to get the photography badge and he was like sure so he filmed like a 15 minute western um and he said that that was really, he said that was where it started. Right. Like mm-hmm. him filming that with, with that, that passion. That's what like, cause now there's yeah. actors and I had to write a script and I had to, yeah. it's cool, man. There's whatever. like footage of him when he's little. Like, it's so cool that that exists. Like there's pictures of him doing it and fucking framing in the camera and setting shit up on a tripod and up on his roof, filming fucking kids. Like yeah. he was doing that shit since day one. Right. And the thing is, it's like, even the stuff he was making when he was young, like at 13, he won a local prize for making a four at 13. He made a 40 minute long war film called escape to nowhere. I watched it, but he had uh, there was an, an airport near where they lived and they had a bunch of world war two airplanes mm-hmm. that were just abandoned and sitting on the tarmac. Oh wow! And whoever they knew was Let letting these in. kids in there and they were crawling into the fighter things and like putting someone's jacket on. So they were all his teenage kids, friends were filming crawling into the planes and getting the plane and then he was editing it and doing cutaways to real war footage so he was like i had like top production because all the acting parts were us and then i would go to the dog fight that was an actual fucking cut from real dog fight scenes from like military footage or something so it looked like it was top notch he's like how old was he 13 13 years old and he makes this fucking movie that won an award yeah 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 um, he loved Godzilla, like that kind of adventure movie as Godzilla. well, which I think is a big influence Godzilla. obviously for, for Jurassic Park. Um, I'm surprised he didn't ever, like if that was one of his passions as a kid, I'm surprised he never was like, well, let me at the helm of Godzilla. You know, you know I what think though? He got the offer. I think that was one of the offers when was he did, it? when he did Close Encounters, I think. I could see like you not running to ruin the, you know what I mean? The the appeal or, 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 there. Or, yeah, yeah i mean like you you respected what was there and you didn't want to ruin I could that because at first i was no. like maybe he wanted his own ip where he could make up his own shit but it's like no because jurassic park is based on a book and yeah to follow the book so maybe that makes sense though he's going book to film not film to film yeah you know um so but also the problem with godzilla let's be honest is the reason godzilla is awesome 
is also is because it was so fucking cheesy. Right. Yeah. So it's like when yeah, you yeah, make yeah. it modern day yeah. and it's all super hyper realistic, it loses yeah, and I, I honestly some think of like the joy. Spielberg you know? could have done, if he did a, a Jurassic Park style Godzilla, you know what right, I mean? Where right. it was like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I honestly believe like, Jurassic Park wasn't overdone. No. Like they could have really like oh, yeah. overdid very it. Subtle, very good um, build. Yeah, I think it, you know, there wasn't like too much and there wasn't, yeah. you know. The crazy part about lacking. Jurassic Park is like when they started that movie, they didn't know they had the technology. Right. He said, I want 30 foot tall animatronic dinosaurs. And they were like, okay, well, let me try to figure out if we can do that. And so they start to look for it and they're like, okay, we can make them, but they can't run. He's like, I need them to run. You got to find someone that can make them run. We need them to actually move. And I go, fuck. So then they talk and like Lucasfilms had just started a yep. studio or something. And they're like, we ILM, got this. Yeah, we got this thing with these computers you might want to check we out. Can do it. Maybe yeah. we could do it this. And it was like, oh my fucking God, yep. look what they can do. Yep. Yeah. That was never pre Google. No, yeah. You know, yeah. pre, yeah. pre, no, pre it was uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Even now, you know what I mean? But it was funny watching like Jeff Goldblum interview talking about him directing him. And it's like they would show the scene. And I was like, I don't understand how that works because I also saw footage of him directing Elliot during scenes and directing Drew Barrymore during scenes where they're capturing his audio or is that the first take and then they redo the take? It's because he's Mike too. He's, I know, but how are they not picking up him on the mic? They're co he's coaching them through it. Yeah. He's like louder, cry, say it again, move your face, move your hands. And he's like, tell him, he's like, got it. And you're like, how probably just the power of the boom mic. It's just I, a focus. Yeah, the boom it. mic is just a focus like thing. I'm gonna like, give, a, like a shoot. Okay, I may have talked shit on her show, but Drew Barrymore as a child actress was unfucking believable. Yeah, yeah. They showed the behind the scenes of that whole crew there and her crying because uh, ET was about to get hit with the fucking paddles mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and her crying. She got she got herself worked in such a frenzy and she was crying that Steven Spielberg went up behind her and hugged her and had to like. Bring Calm her back her down, down right, right. because she couldn't stop crying because she put herself in a place of real emotion during that at that age. Part. At that age, at that and age. she was third generation actor though. Too. She yeah. was so fucking like, adorable, like dude. She family, was so cute you know. in that fucking movie. Like they kept showing scenes from that. She's so adorable. So at sixteen, he wrote and directed a, a movie that cost five hundred dollars called Fire Flight. Um, it they was actually, so long. It was like an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, or dude, one hundred and forty minutes. They released it at a movie theater. Um, it cost $500 to make and they sold tickets for a dollar a, a head. 140 minutes, two hours. Yeah, that's, dude. that's fucking long. They sold it for, uh, tickets for a dollar and the theater sat 500 people. But somehow when they counted the box office at the end, there was $501 <laughs> Somebody instead overpaid. of $500. So either someone left and someone else came in late and bought the seat or someone paid $2, but either way, the movie made a profit. That's funny. Yeah. That sounds almost like a made up story. <laughs> like, like, I wonder yeah. if that's real. Yeah. But so the story, like, again, like I read the story and I'll read through it. The, the summary of the story, because this is from a fucking 16 year old and it's like, Jesus Christ. Like I want to see him make this movie right now. So it follows a group of scientists. Um, one of them doesn't believe in UFOs and one of them does. And they investigate a series of colored lights in the sky and the disappearance of people, animals, and objects from the fictional town of Freeport, Arizona. Among those abducted are a dog, a unit of soldiers, and a young girl named Lisa whose abduction induces a heart attack in her mother. The film has subplots involving marital discord between Karcher and his wife, Debbie, 
on the obsessive quest of Richards to convince the CIA that alien life exists. The twist comes as the aliens represented by three shadows reveal their purpose to transport Freeport to their home planet, Altaris, and create a human zoo. <laughs> well, almost Planet Fuck. of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's a whole lot of close encounters is in mm-hmm. there. Whole, But it's like a 16-year-old came up with fucking that and like the marital discord yeah. and the... Because like, he, that's crazy. Even a visionary from when he was yeah. young. Interviews that that whole divorce thing that he went through really like fucked him up. That was how he was him. working through it. Like E.T. Because that's a huge part of Close E.T. Encounters. wasn't actually going to have like... um an alien in it. It was going to be about divorce in some way. Like the, the, the kid, it was just going to be Elliot struggling. Like maybe it was going to be imaginary because he was had the loss of his father. Mm-hmm. And I remember really is I really felt like an ET that his dad was dead or something. But then I, they showed the scene where they're sitting at the table. Yeah, his and dad's there. He's right. like, no, he's not he's there. In he's in corn. Mexico. Oh, with that's right. Debbie yeah, or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And they're like, oh, he left and he had found a younger woman or right. something. Um, so yeah, that marital thing really played a, a it was flavored there, a lot yeah. of his stuff. The crazy thing I saw in that documentary about, and I couldn't find confirmation on it, was that he did some catch me if you can shit. And I don't know if it's real. They said it sounds like a rumor. I can't confirm it, but there, that story exists. He used to go on Warner Brothers studio tours and he would get on the fucking tram and there would be a bathroom break. And I guess he did this several times. When the bathroom break would happen, he would go to the bathroom and then hide in the bathroom and then wait till everybody boarded the tram and take off. And he said he would wait until he could hear a pin drop and then he would walk out and just go wherever the fuck he wanted in Warner Brothers backlot studio to the point that he got to go watch Alfred Hitchcock film something until finally they realized, who's this fucking kid? Right, right. Get the fuck out of here. But they said that at one point he went upstairs in like the admin office and took an office and a phone and sat down and stayed for six months in an office at the in, in Warner Brothers at the age of sixteen. That he wow. took an office. I don't, I don't know and about got a phone. that. That's what I mean, they say. No, That's I'm, the I'm story. just saying that. I, I believe everything up yeah. to that. The six months. I don't know, but the but I could see that. I mean, you want something so bad. Right, you know what I mean. Like you, right. you're in. He's basically envisioning but himself he was, working there. He was there positioning himself and, around you know, those people. Yeah, yeah. Like getting to meet. The some other thing people. is that once you get like, because I, my friend Andy, uh, when he still lived in L.A. and did sound. Like whenever I would go to L.A., I because I was always curious to see the set, you know, like you do Malcolm in the Middle or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, I might meet some of those people and I'll see, you know, I was just I was always curious to see the machine. Like, what is it? You know, what's, yeah, it, what's like, it look you know? like? And even yeah. after I saw it, I still wanted to keep seeing it and just kind of parse together how the filmmaking worked and all that stuff. So I and, you know, and it'd be a closed set or whatever. And then I couldn't go. But when it was a set that people could come in on, like the TV shows, I would just meet him on the set. He would have my name at the gate and, get, you know, leave me a part at Warner Brothers. It wasn't at Warner Brothers. Hmm. It was at Universal. This okay. one was at you know, one of the Universal lots. Um, and uh, like and we would just eat in the commissary there. They always have amazing food, you know. Yeah. And I would just meet him for lunch. I'd usually be doing research or something like famous people in eating in there. Yeah, there would be. Um, and one of the times I was there, like we met, we went for lunch and it's like, I don't have a pass. I don't have anything, right. but you're already on the lot. Like you, you can't get in. in. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't get in. That's the once trick. you're in, you're in. Like, yeah. So I was like heading back towards the car. And at one point when we were walking from the lot that he was, at, I, I want to say this is when he was doing Malcolm in the middle. It might've been something else. And we were walking, I was, he was back at work and I was walking back to my car and we were heading to the commissary. He was like, oh, this is, this is, uh, this soundstage is where they do all the interiors for uh, Star Trek Voyager. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, that's right. And this, this was the same day. So even before this happened, um, when we were there and I was waiting, um, 
he at one point like two people came up and he was at his little station with all of his fucking gear and two guys were talking to him and they were just shooting the shit because you have to kill a fucking hour before the next eight second scene is shot you know and two people came over and he was like oh he was like dave this is you know chet and this is bob and i just man he was like oh he's doing this research and blah 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 and we just sat there and shot the shit for a couple of minutes and then we were taking a break and they went over to the craft service table and I was like, who, who are those two? Because I don't fucking know who anybody yeah. is. And you can't tell how, by how anybody's dressed. Yeah. And he was like, oh, those are the executive producers. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, cool. So I'm sitting there and like my fucking geek alert just fucking went off because the guy who plays Tom Paris, the, the pilot on Voyager, was just wandering around and he came walking over and he walked up to somebody and he was like, oh, do you know where so-and-so and so-and-so are? And, and, the, and it was actually the guys I just met, whatever you the fucking knew. names were. Yeah. And he was like, no, I don't. So he comes walking over to me and like, I'm just trying to like not nerd out. I'm right. just like, oh yeah. my God, like I fucking love Voyager. <laughs> this is fucking Tom Paris. I don't want to fucking nerd out. So I'm just kind of hanging out. Andy was doing his shit. I'm just fucking standing there. Dave's acting way too cool. I'm acting way too fucking cool. Yeah. And he came up and he was all, um, you're all hey, fuck do off, you, man. Don't yeah, bother don't, me right yeah. now. He was all, do you know who, um, uh, uh, and I, I was holding Andy's script, which is like a color coded script that means like you work there and right. so forth. And I was holding his script and he came up and he was like, do you know where fucking Chet and James are or whatever? And I was just like, yeah, they're I, I like I was just, I didn't even want to look him in the eyes because I was going to fucking nerd out. And I was like, yeah, they're in the it was like a Craft fake services. diner. I was like, they're in they're in the diner. And he was like, oh, OK. And then he was just like standing there and he was like, um, so what do you. Do you work on this? Do you work on this show? And like, it came out of my mouth, not the way I intended it to, but he said, do you work on the show? And I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then like his interest got peaked because he was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. He knows who the executive producers and he's blowing are. This show he's off. blowing this show off. And he was like, oh, uh, he was like, uh, do you do you work for maybe he was into you do you work for universal i was like no man i don't work for universal and I, i'm just like trying to keep it cool Captain i'm just trying Bay, to not yeah. look at it don't ask and me he was like oh question. okay and then he just stood there for another couple of seconds and walked you off you should have told him what do you want a tip or something <laughs> I didn't, no. <laughs> no and actually i dicked out before he walked off i was like do you work on this show and that was like the first oh, time I looked him in the eyes. I finally got some balls and I was like, oh, do you work on this show? He was like, oh, no, I'm on I'm on uh, Voyager. And I was like, oh, right uh -huh. on. Yeah. And he just <laughs> like fucking walked up. But then we had lunch and then I'm leaving. And as I'm leaving like the and he's like, you know, that you can't get into the Star Trek. There's like guards. Yeah, the yeah. doors don't open unless Private, there's guards yeah. on both sides. I hope they wear Star Trek uniforms. Oh, that'd be dope. That would be fun. And he's like fucking saying this whole thing. Phasers. And like I'm walking out like and Disney. like the stage doors are open, like doors larger than this building right. are just fucking open. And I look in and it's it's seven of nine's regeneration chamber. Wow. From from Voyager. And I'm like, and there's no one. There's not a fucking soul. And I walked in there. And like, I'm just like, no one, not a person, not a guard. I walked up and I stood in seven of nine's regeneration chamber. I was just like, I'm standing Did in the regeneration chamber a little bit down there. Did you dance down there? there. Yeah. And then I go walking out and there's just a, there was just a table with a bunch of props on it. And I was What'd like, nothing. Yeah. Uh, I looked at all of it. I was like, I could take that tricorder right now. I could take that tricorder. And I was like, but then I'd be on film <laughs> taking a tricorder and Andy will get and in he's trouble. Like, God damn it. Dave. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason I didn't take that you fucking tricorder. I was like, this is going to come back on Andy. I'm not taking the yeah. tricorder. Good friend. And I That's fucking got friend. in my car and left without a tricorder. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that was my. So Merritt, your story and like 
basically if if that kid if, if steven spielberg as a kid shows up on the trolley every fucking day he takes a tour and disappears in the bathroom every day and shows up at the office every no day no one's blinking no enough. one's blinking because he's they're like oh i fucking see that kid all the time he's here every day he's he goes upstairs and he's in the office somebody's right. nephew he has his office. he's either somebody's fucking, nephew yeah. he's yeah. on a show yeah you like, don't know actor, i guess yeah, i don't fucking know who wandering around. yeah, yeah like, that was if yeah. it's an empty office and he's got the desk and now his shit's in there, he's like, yeah, no, my shit's like, look, yeah. that's my shit. Like, he's got a little name right. placard. Who knows <laughs> right. what the fuck he does? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Get away with it. you can fucking fake anybody. I hope the story's like real. You, I hope yeah, that's I real. No, I do too. I that's do great. Too. And it's yeah. probably the inspiration for Catch Me If You Can. No, inspiration for Catch Me If You Can is the guy that fucking did no, Catch Me If You Can. No, 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 um, they're, called, they're, called, it's, they're called juths. Juths. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he experiences a lot of anti-Semitism, which he does say is like one of the reasons I was really attracted to Schindler's List to try. You know, that's why he um, got the nose job. So a lot. I don't think he did get a nose. Job. Mm-hmm. No, he's still got a big old nose. <laughs> big old. He's still got a big old nose. Is that Dude, a thing? Is who's that a thing? Uh, fucking the guy that did Fringe and did one of the Star Wars. Who's fucking J. the J. guy J. who did Fringe? J.J. Abrams, Abrams has a dick nose. Have you seen his nose? <laughs> no, I haven't. He has a fucking dick nose. I got to find a picture of it. You keep talking. If, if it. Dave met J.J. Abrams, it, he, instead of geeking out, I'd be like, hey, what's up, dick nose? Nice dick right, nose. right. And the worst part of the oh, fucking look. story, by the way, of me meeting fucking uh, Tom Paris on the lot is when I got home and I was playing D&D like two days later with my friends, they were like, oh, you totally should have spocked him. Uh, and I was like, why would I have spocked him? And he was like, because of the... Like apparently there was like a running challenge between everybody in my group of friends at the time to Spock, Spock. Like if you could do a Vulcan, <laughs> like, hey, yeah, he's got a dick. Nah. Like if you <laughs> yeah, could get to Leonard Nimoy and give him a Vulcan death grip until he like winces, hmm. then you would win. And but in the meantime, if you can get to anybody from Star Trek, you know, you'll get more points. And I was like, you tell me about this fucking two days too late. I could have spocked Tom Paris two fucking days and ago. And I win. And I'd be winning right now, you yeah. assholes. So I never got That's to funny. spock anybody. Um, <laughs> you can spock me if you want to. Oh, I, I take that back. I spocked Robert Beltran, who Who's played Chakotay. I saw him at Taco Bell on the east side. <laughs> Every time I saw Robert Beltran and Chakotay. Yeah. I, well. His yeah. family's from like Delano or some shit. Your references like, didn't he, help me at he's all. He's in Bakersfield. Yeah. But I was on the east the east side Taco Bell and I was in there waiting for my food. But where is he from? He's from Star Trek Voyager. He plays Chakotay. Oh, he plays Chakotay. His I name is Robert Beltran. And he came walking in and everybody was like. <laughs> and you spocked him? And I did spock him. What did he say? He didn't say it. He just looked very confused. Get your fucking and hands he was off like, because he, well, he was confused in the first place because he ended up, he, he made his order and he was standing there next to me like an asshole waiting for his food. And I was like, hey, man, I just want you to know I really like your work. And he was like, oh, thanks. And I, and then I, I was like, you were, you were amazing in Night of the Comet. Right. Which he wasn't expecting me to say, right? right? He was waiting for a start. You did that at the airport like, with what's his name, right? We, we he saw. Was, he was like, "Oh, thanks, man." Not, not a lot of people remember that. Yeah. And then my, they called my food. I grabbed it. I shook his hand, um, and I spocked him. And it was awkward because I had my bag of Taco Bell food in my hand, right? That because you just shake his hand, and you put your hand on their shoulder, then you squeeze just a little bit too hard. You just lean too big. He was burritos just, on his chest. Just, just a weird <laughs> like, look. What yeah, in exactly. the fuck is wrong with the Mexican you? pizzas all yeah. sideways? You know? <laughs> well, that's like I delivered pizza to Stephen Root. 
the Milton from Office Space. Oh, nice. The King of the Hill. <laughs> nice. Fucking, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that was kind of like, uh, he opened the door to this like shitty hotel. Like it's like the shitty hotel. Like they must've made a mistake or he didn't just didn't have any money at the right. time, but the shit bag hotel. And, uh, obviously they're passing through or something. Right. And he opens the door and I was like, Oh fuck. It's fucking, right. it's that guy. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, I was like, who was it? Steven Root. Uh, Milton from Office Space. Oh, like, fucking sick. My stapler. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah and and he, he's on King. He's one of the voices on King of the Hill and shit. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, hey. And he, he like knew I, he saw that I recognized him. He's like, oh, hey. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, and, you know, took the thing and then I walked off and I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. Like, it's always like, that's weird. crazy. Yeah, yeah I was weird. like, yeah, I know that guy. It's like, weird. It's yeah. like you know him, but you don't know him. It's right. like, you know, when you go to a what city. Was the, guy, the guy from the office, I can't think of his name that we met. At the, air, at the airport. I can never remember. His I cannot remember that guy's name. There wasn't like a main so character funny. then. No, he's, no, the, he he's the asshole in the office that like drugs yeah. all the cupcakes and is always traveling salesman. Terrible shit. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Taylor. He's in um, Anchorman. He plays the Superior Donuts. Uh, he plays the sports. I fucking love that guy. Anchorman. I just can't he's think of his name. Fantastic. Yeah. He was cool as fuck too. He was actually super humble. A lot of them have weird names because I met I met the um one the chick from X Men Packard from Office. Tomka Jansen. Huh. Bomka Jansen. Yes. I'm, yeah. We went, me and my buddy went to Disneyland and he's like, oh, his, his buddy Scott works security or whatever. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, we can get in free because we were already in LA. And he's like, we just go, we can just walk into Disney. And I was like, right. oh, cool. Like, let's, yeah, we can go. And, uh, and so we went and like, and they call it the rock star entrance. It's like the back way or whatever, mm -hmm. but you still take a tram. And, um, and she was sitting in front of us with a dude and like they were there. And we were sitting in the, directly the next two seats behind him and nobody else on this fucking tram. Oh, that's crazy. And she turned around, like looked at us and we we're like, Hey, what's going on? Cause you get on that. If right, you're somebody star tram. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she like looked and she like smiled and like right. the fucking guy looked and like, right. they were probably who the fuck's behind us, you know? Right. Like, and uh, yeah, and we're like, Hey, what's up? It's part fuck, of the, yeah, it was a fucking trip. It's also like, part of the weirdness of LA. Like again, it was at my friend Andy's. I was writing my master's thesis <clears throat> and I stayed there for like two weeks to do this research and writing. And at one point there was a knock on the door to the apartment and um, his wife was home and she was watching TV and I went out and got the door so that she didn't have to turn off her show and I opened the door and for anybody who watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I opened the door and Mrs. Calendar from Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer is just like at like just knocked on the door. And this is like when Buffy was on. Yeah. Like it's not like, it oh, big, that was yeah. a lie. I was like, uh, can I help you? And I'm like, and she was also she played either Diamond or Pearls in Diamond and Pearls uh, CD with Prince. So she was like a Prince oh, yeah. dancer, all this shit. And I was like, can I help you? And she was like, yeah, I have a really weird question. Do you guys have a large pot that, that me and my girlfriend can borrow? We live in like 3C. And I was like, Paige, do you have a large pot they can borrow for 3C? And she was like, yeah, one minute. And got a pot. And I just handed a pot to Miss Calendar, who was a witch. And I have to wonder. <laughs> You're like a cauldron. You have a, exactly. a cauldron-sized yeah. pot. <laughs> right. You have a black cast iron yeah. one by yeah. chance? But, yeah. She's like, hey, can I borrow your cat? Yeah. LA is a strange place. David yeah. Tokner. Yeah. Is the guy. Oh, David that's Tokner. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Packard. Yep. So um, anyway, he goes to LA. He tries to get into USC. Um, he can't get in because his grades aren't good enough, and uh, which is probably like the best thing that ever could have happened to him. 
So he starts to go to uh, Cal State Long Beach and he gets offered an unpaid internship at Universal Studios to do editing. And then at some point, the people who he was working for said, hey, if you ever want to use any of our equipment, like you feel free to use it and you could make like a short movie. Careful what you you say. So so he made the movie Amblin, um, which his production company is called Amblin Amblin Entertainment. Entertainment. And it's a very non Spielbergy kind of a movie. It's about this couple who meet hitchhiking, like this hippie couple, and they're heading to to California to be hippies together. And the guy's got a guitar case, and they end up like meeting, and they go to the beach, and they make love. There's no dialogue at all. The whole thing is just like silent film. Silent film, basically. Um, well, not even silent. I mean, there's background noise. There's and, music. You know, there's no and, dialogue. You know, they, they just never speak. And they fall in, you know, they, they make love, they have a relationship. That would be hard in itself to make the movie like be something. Yeah. And these people like, yeah, like where you're watching it and seeing their actions. Right. Right. In some ways it might be easier too, though. I get what you're saying, but you're not having to write a script, obviously, but bad acting could be avoided by just shut. Just don't fucking talk. How about that? Let's just do this. Tell a meaningful narrative though. But they, and anyway, in the story, they go to the beach, spoiler alert. So quit listening. If you care to watch Amblin, they go to the beach and um the he goes in to get in the water and she opens up his mysterious guitar case and it's it's got like a business jacket in it and some deodorant and like just like a bunch of normal shit Mm -hmm. and she looks through all the normal shit in the guitar case and then she closes it and just like walks up the stairs away from the beach and he gets eaten by a jaws because she's like fuck this guy like he's he's faking right yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's like and that's how the movie ends but um you don't even play it's all suggested like all of that stuff is suggested right like content now, that's yeah. hard to that's do. fucking hard that's a very, hard very story hard to tell to with no dialogue just thinking about like how you yeah, would go dude. about the meeting right. and like why she got you know why they went together like right. that's a weird yeah that's hard so one of the studio vice presidents ends up seeing it because the people are like look what this fucking intern did dude and the vice president looks at it and signs him immediately for a seven-year television directing contract when he's 21 years old oh, wow so that's obviously how good it was. Yeah, because it's more were, art. It's art yeah. at that point. They were like, like this guy can direct anything. So the studio hires him <laughs> to direct seven. Basically, he's now on contract to just direct seven random TV shows. He's making money. So he starts directing random TV shows and he directs one TV show. Um, and it wasn't the Twilight Zone, but it was a follow up to the Twilight Zone that Rod Serling did. Mm. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Night Gallery by Rod oh, yeah, Serling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was in an episode by Joan Crawford who in like the 40s and 50s and 60s was like huge, like yeah. big mega fucking mega star. And she was in it and she was all pissed off because she's like, I'm doing this because Rod Serling is at the helm and you're telling me that I'm taking direction from a fucking 21 year old. I mean, he looks like a kid. He looks yeah, like yeah. high school. Right? Yeah. You know? And she said, when I began to work with Steven, I understood everything. It was immediately obvious to me and probably everyone else that there was a young genius. I thought maybe more experience was important, but then I thought of all the experienced directors who didn't have Steven's intuitive inspiration and who just kept repeating the same old routine performances. That was called experience. I knew then that Steven Spielberg had a brilliant future ahead of him. Hollywood doesn't always recognize talent, but Steven's was not going to be overlooked. I told him so in a note i wrote him i wrote rod serling too i was so grateful that he had approved steven as the director um i told him he had been totally right so she went from who the fuck is this kid to like two days into it being like holy shit like look at this kid 
his like his use of camera too like they just he blew people's minds like before then it was just like oh these are static camera shots and angles of dialogue like there's and, two and people it, talking and it's taught in school like this is what you're supposed yeah, to right. do probably that's why i say the best thing ever was yeah. him not getting into usc yeah. and just because they're gonna tell him no that's wrong right you're, you're doing it but that's wrong so it, they showed it does uh, like this. they showed this footage from like the movie duel i think it was and they were showing like how it's like focused on a car driving way on the outside and then he like shifts over into, into frame and like, someone's sitting here and like yeah. they're like this is just shit people didn't do or think right. about the perspectives right and even he filmed like whatever his military thing was that he filmed that like army movie when he was 16 he did all kinds of crazy camera angles he was making little uh like teeter-totters in the dirt where he would pile uh dirt and so when someone would run they would step on the thing and it would throw dirt up and oh, it nice. fucking looked like landmines That's like it looked really awesome. like he was super like yeah ingenuitive and yeah. yeah, I mean that that is a that's something like I was thinking about that like you're talking about Steven when he was young and and coming up with these ideas and how um and and again I had mentioned doing uh CT Fletcher CT Fletcher on this show mm-hmm. and he's he nothing to do with this. Right. But he's a he's a weightlifter and my buddy introduced me to him and I watched his documentary and it it is about the obsession of what he does. He's good at it right. because he was obsessed, He's obsessed with it. Right, right. And uh, it's called my magnificent obsession. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's all. That's what he talks about. It's just he lives it. He eats it. He breathes it. And uh, and he shits it. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like it, it, there is no aspect of his life that that isn't in. Right. And Stephen started this at a young age. And kids are like that now. Right, I mean, you right. stifle that. You know they're doing something or they're mm-hmm. into something, mm-hmm. and you say, "Stop that! Stop that child! This nonsense!" You might be you know? crushing genius. You might be. They might be a professional genius. booger eater when they grow up. Exactly. Let them do it. Yeah. Exactly. You know I mean? Or they come up with some new crazy style of doing right. it exactly. where it gets popular. Right. You know. But I mean, and, but even and I, I see that in my son. You know, I see him like going through like him thinking about shit mm-hmm. and like him wanting to do stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I could crush that right now. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. being a parent, you could just it's say hard no. To tell because there are like fucking thirteen year old kids making millions of dollars on TikTok because they're fucking doing a stupid dance every week. Yeah, and like right. you thought, right. what are you doing? Right, and like they're yeah. making a million dollars. Yeah, like or a YouTuber. I think as long as playing Minecraft long, and they have toys in Walmart. Yeah, and like, I, right. you would have never thought. And I think as long as they're doing having some direction and having some point and all that stuff, like you have to go along with it and say, no, this isn't traditional, but this is something you right. know what i mean like right. they're actually taking but for every one kid that's making a million bucks for doing there's a lot of yeah there's somebody else doing something stupid yeah but you can see um you could see the difference in that though you right. know what i mean like you have some kid that just fucking but i just, also think you know, that's just i mean yeah encourage your kid even if he wants to do stupid dances on tiktok because who the fuck is it hurting but that's different than having a kid who wants to enroll in dance classes and stays after and dances yeah, and, all the and, time and, and practices their just, steps yeah. and is obsessed oh, with dancing. Sure. It sounds personal. And dude. it's like, well, no, I'm just Dad, saying, I like, wanted to be a dancer. No, I'm just saying like a TikTok <laughs> dancer. That's just random fucking happenstance. Yeah. That's easy to, to crush or let them do it. But to have a kid yeah. who wants to fucking and go that, to do soccer and yeah. that's all they obsess about. And it's like, if you're like, fuck, I'm Don't tired kill of driving their obsession. you to soccer practice. Yeah. You know, I'm not buying you more fucking shit. Yeah. Like, and, and then you kill, but it's like that obsession. Yeah. And that's my point is to not kill the obsession of something that like they, really enjoy that actually is good for him. You know right. what I mean? Not something that's obviously, you know, if it's not good for him, it's whatever. Dude, but, my son has made some pretty um, cool uh, stop motion Lego, like little Lego Star yeah. Wars videos. Mm-hmm. Like it takes hours 
and it's like check out this like two minute video i made but it's like fucking funny like yeah, yeah, little yeah. stormtroopers walking in and knocking shit over and punching some other guy and this thing and you're like damn he had to think that out that yeah, took yeah, hours yeah, for him yeah, to make that two yeah, minutes yeah it's really impressive and they're yeah. shaping like at that point he's shaping like things that he's gonna do right, when he gets older right. you know like skills he'll yeah. have and uh yeah it's, it's just crazy to think about you know like you're relating something like that to uh your everyday life or right. your child or whatever right. you know so what 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 your kid could do? Because yeah, I'm sure exactly. his parents didn't think he was gonna be right. What but he it is, sounds like they know? kept encouraging him to do yeah. it. You know, his you know? dad made a major in English because he was like, yeah. "You need to fall back." He's like, "That's a, which an, and that's an and that's smart." Yeah, and that's smart. I mean, there's always yeah. you know the advice yeah. that you can somebody be a could teacher give you. If, if this crazy Hollywood yeah. thing doesn't work out. Yeah. You right. can be a teacher. So he ends up uh, doing the TV shows. They think the TV shows are good, and then they signed him for I think a four film deal because his TV shows were good enough. Um, and then he gets a, a couple of low budget movies that weren't especially successful, just brand new Hollywood director. He did the duel, mm-hmm. which is about a psychotic, it's a, uh, it's a, dry, truck, a driver truck chasing, chasing it's not even a, a truck driver. I think the truck, it's like Christie, right? Yeah. I think just the truck is chasing the, the guy. There's not Christine. even anyone in the truck. Is it Christine or Christie? Christine. It's Christie. No, there's a driver. Is there a driver? Yeah, there's a driver okay. who's, who's definitely well, in spoiler. It. He dies yeah. then or he jumps out. It's like Jeepers Creepers slash Christie. Yeah. And then he does another thing called the Sugarland Express, which is just a softcore married porn. couple. Yeah. Um, like running from the cops. But then the third movie that he makes is Jaws. Um, and like we said, Jaws just fucking blows up. Four hundred and seventy million dollars worldwide at the box office. Um the it was really one of the first ever it was kind of the birth of the summer blockbuster the movie that lasts for months in the theater yeah and there's always a line and there's always a full house and like you said it was because at the time like a movie airs at the theater and until years later when it finally shows one night on nbc you don't get to see or it once hbo was invented you would kind of wait for six months until it would do like a month run on hbo you there just was, never got to see the fucking movie again. Yeah. movie channel i remember my grandma had yeah. the movie channel same kind of a thing yep. so it was like you would watch it if you liked it you would watch it multiple times at the theater because that's all you're getting until a year or two yeah. from now when you can finally watch and then guess what when you find out that on the third of october it's going to air on nbc on sunday night at eight o'clock your ass better be home sunday night at eight o'clock yeah. with a vcr with, maybe no not back then not what year was it this? this is in 70 yeah they had a beta yeah, there's no this is in 70 i remember when we first 75? got a vcr they could record though fuck i have a tape that had goonies never ending story and rad i think is what was yeah, on yeah, that did. shit yep. And yeah, it was did. just fucking yeah, dude. Fuck was, my, my, crazy, kids, yeah. my kids watched Never Ending Story the other night. Oh, it was pretty they? funny to watch. Yeah. They liked it. I mean, it, it's actually kind of, I mean, it's super corny. I watched but my son got scared now? at some point. Have yeah. you seen all those actors? No, some of them are just mm. bad. Yeah, most of them grew up to not do acting. Almost oh, all I'm of sure, them did yeah. do acting. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. the one guy that was the snail writer guy in, in that was actually the Oompa Loompa in uh, the Johnny Depp. Uh, so he didn't grow up to be Oh, really? Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. That guy was a ton. So Jaws becomes nominated for Best Picture, um, and uh, it put, he, he has a handful of actors that he works with a ton. Richard Dreyfuss is right. one of them, and he, he uh, directed him in Jaws. So, so first big movie is Jaws, right? We can kind of disregard those first two, um, but the first big movie is Jaws. His second movie is fucking Close Encounters. Yeah. Which, and he got a bunch of offers because Jaws did so well and he's a multimillionaire. He got like blockbuster, like, let's do this. And he was like, no, he wanted to remake that movie he made right. and do it right, basically. Right. 
And um, and he uses Richard Dreyfus again because now he's got now he's got the shit he he's can got, do it. Yeah, he's <laughs> got clout. He's, <laughs> he's got money. He's, he's got, got special shit effects, he can do it. dude. That shit um, had never been done. I watched a thing about it. it was like, wow, they it was were unbelievable, dude. Yeah, to be able to make those UFOs really look like they were floating above those people, dude. like so fucking amazing for the time. And to be honest, it doesn't look that terrible. It doesn't look, look that it. bad right now, it man. Still it still really looks doesn't. good. It holds up. There's yeah. a handful of movies that well, do. He, it's like like. Uh, uh, 2001. Dude, they don't Which make, was made in 1967. Tell me a like, movie that's been made in the last fucking like 20 years that is anything like like 80s or 70s movies. Anything that stands up to an E.T. Like something like not E.T. Not much, dude. There's fucking well, there, nothing. There, there are. I think they just Yeah, and different. most of them were done by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They don't make movies like that. I mean, right. yeah. There's I mean, not like a Goonies or like an E.T. There's not like this childhood I, Well, the thing movie. is, there there is. It's what just is not it? yours. No, name something Harry that's, Potter. Yeah, there's Harry, Harry Potter. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that's just not your but not childhood e. classic. There's not an E.T. There's not a standalone movie like that. That impacts a whole. Generation. Well, that's what I said. Yeah. It looks different. Than I take well, Harry Potter. A, yeah. a, it looks different. The reason I think Harry Potter stands up is because there were enough of them to do a whole generation. But when ET came out, that was enough for a whole generation because right. there wasn't a yeah. media saturation. Yeah. There wasn't that much content. So that was the one. You know what I mean? You know, or a Close Encounter, something like the that. Fun. And the thing, and and like, if you're a younger listener right now, or if you've just never watched his earlier movies, like watch Jaws and watch Close Encounters. Do I still? I watched. They're just the clips classic, of the making dude. of Jaws. I saw it was a robot. I'm still uncomfortable with it. Dude, they're so good. Well, and just like, the storytelling and the story, to, like, fuck the aliens, whatever. Like, watching Richard Dreyfus lose his sanity because what the aliens are doing to his mind yeah. is fucking fantastic. Mashed potatoes yeah. like, and clay. So, I keep tearing up the flower shape, bed, like, throwing it to the window. It's fucking yeah. Great. yeah. Yeah. See, and like, I don't have an attachment to those as much because I, I'm a little later. Yeah. Um, but I mean, still, well, I like was I said, super, super young when those came yeah. out, and I don't. We still know watch them later, them. like ET. ET, yeah. e. I was a baby, right? And then you, later on, it's right. still, it's still a hit. You still watch yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So when and I was my old daughter, enough, yeah, my daughter, who's coincidentally her initials are ET. Oh right, and uh, she watched ET when she was a baby and loved it, right. like one years old, like loved ET, loved right. it. You just right. watch it over and over again. So something like you're right. Something that stands up like that over That's time. Such, is, dude, every little is, scene is like, yeah, like the fucking frog dissection, beer drinking, drunk ET yeah. hiding in the Halloween and I feel like, costume. Like there's so much shit in there. Yeah, and I feel like like Stranger Things is like a ripoff of the ET style. Right. You know, like it's Stranger like Things at least like, gives yeah. you that feel. Yeah. I got nothing. Stranger Things got a little weird where fucking Eleven like got emo and wore makeup and shit. I got some spoiler. reservation. Spoiler. Well, it's not a spoiler. Is it? But Make even I haven't movie, watched it. I watched the, the first season. Oh, that part bothered me. That got a little weird. I feel like they were gonna go somewhere and then they just didn't go they there. Didn't. Yeah, they, even they the found movie, other elevens basically. Like a lot of people haven't watched it or didn't think much of it, but uh Super Eight. Super Eight was good. Yeah. And he was the producer. Super Eight yeah. was like, good. You know, it, that, that, that was, was one of the only movies that sort of felt like that yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. It and really it was did fr- have that. Because it was vibe. in that same era. Yeah. It was yeah. the it was the whole thing. So the the bet that Brent referenced uh, earlier, which is kind of crazy. So he so Spielberg and Lucas knew each other, and he was filming Close Encounters when uh when Lucas was filming the first Star Wars movie. Right. So they ended up having a conversation. Well, first of all, were, a bunch of directors were sitting around the bar. It was like fucking, it was like Kubrick and all these people that were or yeah. Scorsese. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Someone we else. We talked about this in, in the Lucas episode. Someone else picked that pre-roll 
um, on Star Wars and said, you know what you need to do? Because we don't know what the fuck's going on. Who's this giant hairy guy? What the fuck is happening? Right. Like when you look at it from outside of the context and perspective of knowing what Star Wars is and just try to watch like, why is there a hairy guy in a spaceship with fucking Indiana Jones? What's happening right now? You know what I mean? And so he said, you should do this pre-roll that tells the history that leads them into the story. And that's how that actually happened. But most of his friends were like, that's a fucking weird ass kid movie. Right. From fucking hairy ass fucking except Chewbacca. Spielberg. Except for, except for Spielberg knew that it was going to be big and Lucas doubted it and thought that Close Encounters was going to be giant because right. it saw the special effects yeah. of that fucking crazy spaceship and was like, oh, my Star Wars shit ain't going to look like that. Yeah. And then I got like yeah. some models in black and white on some fucking so weird shit with miniatures. They get in an argument and they both have, you know, points. They both get a percentage of the movie and they're like, I'll tell you what, if you think yours is going to be so great, I'll fucking make you a bet. Like it's not even a bet. It's just this will swap. I'll give you two and a half points on Close Encounters and you give me two and a half points on Star yeah, Wars. Bam, Spielberg we'll won. see Spielberg fucking won. $40 million. Yeah, that's how and much Luke, that bet was and worth. And Lucas paid him. Lucas yeah. is like $40 million. Lucas got like that's $13 your, million. Yeah, he's, he didn't. Yeah, you know, Close Encounters, yeah. yeah. But, um, and then they were. Might know, not even paid him. Everything. It's written to a contract, actually. He still right. gets, Spielberg said he still gets checks from Star Wars Two and a half percent, yeah. Yeah, he gets 2.5% royalties from Star Wars. That's not nothing. Yeah. No. $40 million sounded small. It must just be from the film it's right. probably from it the first probably from the release yeah, yeah. probably from the release from the theatrical release yeah, yeah. but he still gets checks today That's so he did next which i fucking love this movie and i fucking loved it as a kid 1941 i never saw this i don't Fuck, know what this is so it was a, read about it was it a comedy know. about world war ii and it was about a small like coastal town in LA that was obsessed with being attacked by the Japanese. And then a Japanese sub shows yeah. up and all these ridiculous characters are obsessed about it. John Belushi is one of the stars like John Belushi and a Steven Spielberg movie. You can't go 1941. Up. Oh, 1941. John Belushi's like a, the, the, the pilot character. I'm trying to remember who else was in it. I'm just drawing a fucking blank, but I it was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I thought about trying to like just watch because I won't probably follow through, but there's definitely some movies that I need to watch like Amistad and some stuff that I haven't oh, seen. Fuck, dude. Um, I, I don't think I've been all the way through the color purple. God, Oprah is an amazing yeah. actress. Yeah. I can't believe she didn't yeah. do something else. I mean, she's got bigger fish to fry, I guess. I think, but. I think she's fine. Yeah, she, she did fine. Yeah, no, she did fine, but man, she could have been an actress. Oh, I was for like, sure. Holy That's how she shit. started, kind of. Like, yeah, dude, was, I was like, I was really impressed. I saw a lot of the scenes from that. So going through the movies at this point, so his next movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark in 1981. A couple people liked it. Teams up with Lucas. Know, yeah, yeah little, it's okay. You know, Lucas I mean, produces it. He directs man. it. I think they co-wrote it together, yeah. maybe. Yeah, um, I mean, Indiana Jones made me want to be an architect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I really buildings. was like I, until I found out it was fucking boring as shit. Work. Let's let it happen. You know? <laughs> yeah. What? Nothing. An archaeologist. Yeah. An architect. Yeah. yeah. Bill, Bill, no. Yeah, yeah. Build buildings and yes. fight Nazis. Bill Biv yeah. DeVoe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bill Bill Biv DeVoe. Yeah, I know the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Did the soundtrack. <laughs> um, then they did ET. Then he did ET. So it's like once he finally has a name to him, he does Jaws, Close Encounters, Raiders of the Lost Ark, ET. In that order. Yeah, dude. What yeah. the fuck? Like, that's it. That's what I said. Like, you're done. You can just pack it up and walk away. You won. You beat the game. Yeah. Like, those are masterpieces yeah. of cinema. And it's like, oh, no, I'm just fucking kind of warming up. He yeah. did you some know? shit he was ashamed of. I can't remember what the movies were. There was some weird shit where he tried to go, like, do comedy or something on something, and it didn't work out. I can't mm. remember what it was, though. He talked about it in an interview, but was it's not it listed amongst his accolades. I uh. don't know. 
So then he produced Poltergeist, yep. uh, The Twilight Zone, and Goonies. Um, then the next movie was Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah. Um, which again is was Temple a huge of Doom a prequel? Success. Yeah, it's a prequel. I didn't realize it was a prequel. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, it's pre uh, yeah, Temple of Doom. Before Temple of Doom cool. is the best Indiana Jones. That's the one where they pull the heart out and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where they're in the the temple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of Doom. Of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> That's where he gets chased by the, by the drop. <laughs> yeah, the big ball. Yeah, yeah the big yeah, yeah. big stone ball and yeah. the, the yeah. you know that's right. where all that shit came from. Yeah. yeah. How many dragons do you know? Yeah, like it's one. all it's, it's all classic. Right. It's a classic movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Architect. Then his next movie is The Color Purple, which is the the because the yeah. darts were poison. That's why Belle Devoe came up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Color Purple, uh, uh, movie version of the Alice Walker novel. He got um, a bunch of shit because he didn't show Whoopi Goldberg's vagina or some crazy shit in that. Thank you, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> there was supposed to be a scene, I guess, that was like more gritty in the book. And people that read the book were like, I can't believe you cut that part. It's like, was Steven Spielberg going to have this? I don't know if it was actually Whoopi. It was one of the women in the movies. It was probably was supposed either Whoopi to hold, or Oprah. Was supposed to yeah. hold a mirror to the other girl's vagina and explain something to her about sexuality or something. Yeah. Or empowerment of women. And he was like, yeah, I'm not doing yeah. that. I, I think we could not. just do it slightly different camera angle and we don't see the vagina Maybe. the characters can see each other's vagina yeah, the mirror is you know. blocking the vagina you oh, see yeah. back the we mirror. have indiana jones 5 coming out in 2022 yep it's coming now yeah. it'll be later because of covid yeah but. maybe uh, so 87, he did Empire of the Sun, which again, not like a huge did famous Did you realize? His, I watched the fuck super, out of that when I was little for some reason. My grandma had movie. me watch that. I watched the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. We must have had it on VHS, but that's Christian Bale. Yeah, it's young Christian Bale. I did not fucking know that. Yeah. He's like so young there. Yeah. I looked that up and I was like, that's Christian Bale. Yep. As a little fucking kid, I didn't realize he was in the game that long. I will right. drink your milkshake. Um, <laughs> what? He yeah. co-produced, or uh, oh, that's Batteries Not Included, the same year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then he did uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in 89. He did Hook in 91, the first of these movies that I'm not happy about. You don't like Hook? I don't like Hook. Never I like Hook, but it. I like it for what it is. Like, it's a kid's movie. You know? Yeah. And I, was, I really and like I was Robin definitely Williams. not a kid when I watched it. And I yeah. was just like, oh, this is not good. Um, then in 93, Jurassic Park just changes the industry. I mean, Jurassic Park, fucking mic drop, like massive success at the time. $914 million fucking box office receipt. I mean, I mean, to this day, they're churning out Jurassic parks, yeah. you know, Dude, um, Maddox went to a yard sale a couple weeks ago, or maybe, I don't know. It was a little bit ago. He walked down the street. It was that whenever he walked down the street and came back with a computer monitor. It's so weird. Not a character. He fucking said, Hey, can I go down this yard cell and see what they have? And I thought he'd be like, anxious about going like talk to strange people and like haggle for no he bought a computer monitor for like two bucks and then got a jurassic park 1992 vintage uh velociraptor that's like some fucking kenner collectible thing worth 40 bucks on ebay for 50 cents and he actually showed it to me last night he's like man this is my best find ever and was showing me this little fucking velociraptor that's worth 40 bucks that he got for 50 cents he's just like his dad collecting a bunch of junk i don't collect anything anymore i quit you know you quit it's right here this is it yeah yeah there's like some amps and shit i quit getting shit Hmm. i haven't bought a guitar or an amp or a radio i haven't bought anything a robot i haven't bought anything i quit buying shit nothing i don't know what tell me am i i don't know i'm just saying i have not i decided i was like fuck this what am i doing yeah. yeah, I can't keep buying radios and That's amps. Good. What I'm the proud fuck of am you. I doing? I'm proud of you. Yeah, there's just there's enough to look at. We don't need any more. Good. 
So I don't know. I think he produced all the Jurassic Park movies. Like, I think he's still executive producer over the current Jurassic Park movies. I'm not 100% on that. Yeah, because he was like but the, it's his the Lost thing, World. So I'm yeah. not sure that he would. Because like he directed the third one. The Lost World. Or yeah. something. I can't remember. Um, but then the next film, Schindler's List. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, Schindler's yeah. List. Man. Shawshank Fuck. Redemption. So Schindler's, Schindler's yeah. List, like, I remember when I watched it, it was... It had been out. I mean, this was in the days of, you know, VCRs and, and so forth. But I was in college. I was in grad school when, or I was maybe, because it was a couple of years after it was out. So it had been out for a little while. I was in college and I used to have this weird thing when I would write a paper. If I was stuck and I couldn't write, I like the thing that would break me out of it is if I turned on the TV and I just landed on fucking whatever, a movie, a TV show, whatever. If I watched it, even if I came in in the middle, if I just watched this thing until the end, right? it kicked a switch in my brain break the cycle, yeah. and I could now, but I have to watch it end or I still can't write. So I'm flipping around and it's like, oh, this is the middle of Schindler's list. Like I've never seen it. I'll pick it up from here. Well, I was fucking wrong. It was like the first five minutes of Schindler's list. <laughs> and with commercials, it ended up being like a fucking four hour television right. event. You and know, I'm like, Oh my God. And at that point I'm stuck. I'm like, I'm staying up all fucking night tonight with this paper. Cause I can't stop watching Schindler's list. You know, it's, he came out in 1993, he came out with Jurassic park and Schindler's list, like both in the same year. Both oh, fucking that's when crazy they fucking probably yeah. there was probably so much like post production on Jurassic yeah. Park that it just got delayed. But still though, can two, you imagine that year? Two dropping yeah, in that fuck. year. And oh, those man. two? Those two. Like those are just the two you released in 91. Yeah. What the fuck? I saw dude? an interview with Liam Neeson talking about um his part in that and being directed by Steven Spielberg and he was like the scene was just smoking a cigarette. It was like one of the first scenes and he was like take a drag. He's like no no no, do it again. Hold it longer. Hold it slower. Let the smoke come up your fingers like and past your face. And he was like, what the fuck? But he was doing it all. And, you know, Liam Neeson's amazing. And he was like, he walked out and he said, he was like, if the fucking whole movie's going to be, that was smoking a cigarette. Right. I'm a fucking puppet. <laughs> he's like, there's no fucking way I can do this if he's going to direct me like that. And someone was like, look, man, it's, it's Steven Spielberg. Go with it. Just you gotta just go with let it happen let let him direct well, once you, you start getting and, his style like yeah, what he wants don't, just don't fight him. it let it go and that's exactly what happened he realized like oh now i know what he wants because yeah, i'm right. letting this he's happen and right. he doesn't yeah. need to do that anymore you know and he's no stranger he was like 40 something years old when he was doing that fucking mm -hmm. movie and steven spielberg had a plenty of stuff under his belt and yeah. he's a genius he yeah. knew what the fuck he was right. doing right um so he kind of fucking went with it you know what i mean and and it, and it obviously worked out yeah, you just but i didn't realize how many i mean i did i, I took a couple film classes and shit bc so i know about like fucking musical score and lighting and how yeah, you can affect yeah. emotion and yeah. shit but i didn't realize yeah. how much thought was going into the scenes in schindler's list obviously it's all filmed in black and white and then they mm -hmm. bring in color right for like the girl in the red right. coat and all that stuff but to think about the lighting effects on like the nazi was always front lit and it was right. clear and then liam neeson was always like in shadow until certain parts of the movie where it becomes more clear like they start to front light him and sh it's like wow like the artistry and the, and the that right. goes into right. the yeah. thought process to yeah, create man. and produce yeah. something yeah. like that 
And wow. I have to say, like, it's I wouldn't call it one of my all time favorite movies, because in order to do that, it has to be something that I would want to watch over and over and over Agreed. again. But you can recognize but it, that it's it is classic, one of the yeah. best movies that I think has ever been made. It's a great yeah. movie. Like, I it's don't want to watch yeah, that over like, again. Though. I don't want to watch it over. No. And, like, I'm kind of coming at a point where it's like, oh, I haven't seen that in, in 20 yeah, fucking years. Yeah. Maybe I yeah, should yeah. go ahead and give I it a I think if watch. it was on TV and I was flipping through the channels and running shit else on it, you know Schindler's schindler's list is a good movie Dude, and that was like pre-dave crying like i was not an emotional person right. i did not cry like that was just that like movie made when, you cry when, when fuzzy died when my dad died there were just floodgates that opened and now i fucking cry about everything that happened to me too but yeah, up until you had a baby yeah up until that moment i i just i wasn't a crier yeah. like people i knew died like what like i just but that fucking movie I was fucking when he was like desperate and trying like I could have saved Dave. one like this ring. I was just <laughs> ring. I could have yeah. saved Fuck. one more. Like it hit yeah. me. I was like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. Liam Neeson's crying. Stop it, Spielberg. <laughs> Dude, yeah. but just no. I mean, Saving Private Ryan movie. is an amazing oh. movie. Can't fucking watch that shit again. I'm not. I can watch that. that shit I can watch over that over and yeah. over, dude. Dude, like, that the crazy, part man. on the beach where the guy's fucking intestines are laying beside him, he's yeah. yelling "Mama." Oh, yeah. Fuck that. I cannot do that shit. That's the rough part. So real. The the Nazi knife fight towards the end and he push slowly that's pushes rough, the knife in the dude, that's oh. fucking rough so many parts of that are rough and like they talked about um on that they didn't know what was going to happen when they like dropped the fucking gates on those boats um and they started firing those fucking guns because they put them on that beach like that yeah. shit was super real yeah. and he told the uh the cameraman do it documentary style there's no shot you film what you want to film because you think it's important while this is going on. And those camera guys had like fucking free reign to just, to just move around yeah. and catch whatever they were going to catch right. while those dudes were just fucking getting killed. Mode. dude. Yeah. So he starts DreamWorks uh, SKG along with uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg and David Geffen. Geffen already had a media empire and Katzenberg was the head of a studio. I can't remember what studio. Can't take yourself seriously. Um, that name. Cat studio. Katzenberg and Katzenberg and uh, Katzenberg. Anyway, probably Universal, I'm guessing, because he did a lot of work with Universal. But uh, the three of them make DreamWorks, and then they sold DreamWorks to a bigger company in TeamWorks that made the DreamWorks. I'm sure they mm -hmm. made a lot of fucking money, but DreamWorks oh, is yeah. huge. They make tons of children's movies, yeah. um, a lot of science fiction. Um, he made Amistad. I think Amistad is as good as Schindler's List. Amistad I have to watch is, it. I haven't seen it. It's fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, that's the, the one Amistad about the, the slavery, the, slave right? the boats. Ship, yeah. yeah, the slave ship. Yeah. Give us us free. Fucking. That was another one that I was like, I'm not crying. <laughs> yeah. so like great fucking movie and then saving i mean then saving private ryan i mean jesus christ you went schindler's list then he threw in jurassic park lost world amistad saving private ryan again just pick any five in a row yeah and it's like your career is made and he just keeps fucking doing it dude saving private ryan one of the best movies i've ever seen i would say that's in my top five of all time movies 1941 is that worth me watching Am I gonna Man, I it? saw it so long ago. Yeah. I don't. It's just goofy. It's just a goofy, weird. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't seem like a Spielberg movie. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like a Spielberg movie in any way. It's just a weird. It's a strange comedy from a different era about World War II. I I don't know. I watched it as a kid and I right. loved it. Um, then he did AI, which I thought was a good movie, but it was weird because it was his friend Stanley Kubrick died right before pre-production started. Right. So he ended up taking over and finished writing it and then uh, did the movie. I think it's a good movie, but it's kind of a confused. I've seen movie it, but I don't recall it that yeah, much. It's good. Um, then minority report fucking love that movie. Love minority report. 
Uh, Catch Me If You Can. I don't remember it. I saw it at the theater. I don't remember it that well. I remember really? liking it. What's that? Catch, Catch Me If You Can. can. Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, that's good. That's a good movie. You know, it's based on a real person. Yeah. People that, have suggested him as a topic. I, I really, yeah, at. I really like I need that to movie. It. I, Leonardo DiCaprio is one of my favorite he's good. actors. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's really great. Good. And But what makes that movie is that you know that it happened. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. It's a real life. Yeah. Yeah. Then he did The Terminal with Tom Hanks, which is a comedy, um, not a huge box office thing, but it was a decent movie. Terminal I was a good movie. It. Yeah, I liked it. it I I'm, a not a, I'm not a Tom Hanks fan uh, besides like Forrest Gump. I mean, Tom Tom Hanks has been in some stuff that I enjoy, but he's done a lot of stuff I, I don't yeah, really yeah. care about and don't burbs? watch. Nah. You haven't seen The Burbs? Nah. You probably say it's garbage or something. The Burbs is good. Dude. That's a good nah, movie. No, it might be. I don't know. I've just never it's seen so it. Weird. Um, we should check it out. The Terminal, the Terminal was good. Terminal was yeah. good. Terminal Terminal was try good. to watch The Burbs. Like, try. Like, it's... <sighs> It's an old movie. It's good, man. It's, it's, Tom it's Hanks. weird, dude. It's a weird fucking movie. Uh, it's fucking. It's weird. like he's always he's off on vacation, and he's like, so he's sitting around obsessing over his neighbors in his neighborhood, just looking out the window, and he thinks like something's up with this neighbor. Mm. There's this one fucking house. It's all like. I may have. Seen, how old is it? I may have it's, seen it's it. 80s, it's eighties. I may have seen yeah, it. It's eighties. I may have seen it. I'll, I'll look it up. No, yeah. I won't. It's a classic. No, movie. Try to watch <laughs> it, dude. Remind <laughs> me. Just remind me. I won't. You're not gonna remember. I, I was trying remember. to think if I could do a trade with you that I would watch a movie you want me to watch. I just don't want to watch horror shit though but i'll watch something else like if you have something that i would uh, that i haven't seen that you would recommend i don't want to watch like fucking house of a thousand corpses or some shit though i just know that i'm not going to want to watch that no, but i, I wanted to that's that. actually a, a movie of art sir I, I know but i i don't know if is that fair me saying i'll watch anything except for gory stuff if you watch this thing you don't want to watch it's probably not fair right but well, I know I that I think I feel fear, like huh? he might like burbs where I absolutely know that I'm not going to be like, well, know. that was surprising when he chopped his head off with a chainsaw <laughs> and then drank the fucking curdled blood. Like, I really didn't think I was going to be into I that. Don't know. I don't have anything I care about you watching. Yeah. Like, I don't know. War of the Worlds. I right. can love that movie. Yeah. My, Fucking my brother-in-law movie, was in that movie. Dude. Love that movie. Oh, was he? Because wherever they filmed it, they needed soldiers, and he was in the army, so they just fucking, fucking went to the base and grabbed movie. a bunch of fucking soldiers. So at some point, he's like, that's me. But it's like the back of his yeah, helmet yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the barrel of his gun. Yeah. Right. But he's in the movie. Yeah. Love that fucking movie. Um, uh, he was supposed to direct interstellar. Mm -hmm. Like he, he bailed he, out or something. Yeah. He sat around, he wanted to do a realistic, he wanted to do a science fiction movie that was based on as much science as possible. They hired scientists to do uh, Yeah. They had a bunch of scientists a, that were a, working. That's a movie I've wanted to watch and I just have never, it's a trip. It's like, a good movie. Never it's a trip. got to watch so, it. Uh, Christopher Nolan's brother was hired to write the screenplay and then when Spielberg bailed on it, Christopher Nolan stepped up to direct the movie because he was familiar with it because of his brother, like, etc. Um, he did Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Adventures of Tintin, kids movie. Um, he did War Horse, which I keep meaning to watch, but I haven't watched it. It's a World War One movie. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen it. I read about it a little bit. He did Lincoln, which was very slow, but great because Daniel Day-Lewis, Jesus fucking Christ. Everyone says that, but I saw a couple of clips and I was like, that accent and that voice. I know I chose it as my dead subconscious earlier, but <laughs> I was like, you want to hear the real one. We don't know what he really yeah. sounded like, though, but it sounded odd. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I want to say there is an audio recording of Lincoln. Is there? Like, is I want to say somewhere? there is. Yeah. That's where we get that whole yeah, impression. I think so, yeah. Um, but he won his third uh, best actor oscar for mm -hmm. that which i don't know if anybody else has done three mm. kind of a stretch um he did bridge of spies Never heard of cold war movie that i haven't yeah. heard of he did uh bfg which is a rolled doll book mm -hmm. uh that we talked a about trippy a couple movie. weeks that ago that was like do some mushrooms giant. and watch yeah. that yeah. movie and liam neeson's plays the giant right 
Is that who plays that? I, think uh, so. I don't yeah, know. Voice. Yeah. No, it must be yeah. the voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did the post, which was about the Washington post and the Pentagon papers. Never saw it. He did ready player one. That's a good um, movie, which I've never have seen because I, I have the book and I kind of want to read the book before I watch the movie. I would, the but I've tried good. to, I've, I've started the book twice and I just can't fucking gel with it. Then maybe so just I'm watch like, the I'm movie. I'm probably just going to watch the movie. I know ready player two ready is player almost yeah, out. I liked it. Yeah. He's working movie. on ready player two. The author, Ernest Pretty cool. Klein. It's a cool, it's a cool um, concept. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to make type thing. I think it's going to make a, honestly, I think it'll make a better movie than a book. I think the visuals of, of yeah, I won't spoil anything, but I'm trying to picture ready player two. I'm like, "Mm, what are they going to do? I don't know. I think he's already written that it's like being advertised, but then for the money, but I'm wondering what can they do? Yeah. Just looking at a list. this, This is not a complete list of things he has produced. But like, because towards the end of my research, I was like, I'm just going to take a note from this point on of some shit he produced, because this is like way late in the game. But so the haunting, the Prince of Egypt, what's the difference between, uh, sorry, cut you off, but what's the difference between directing and producing? I've never really even the producer, the producer is the one, the producer oversees the whole project. The producer makes sure that all the things that need to happen, happen. You're going to make sure that you got the funding. You're going to make sure that the director is just the filming portion, just the person sitting there like on set day by day. So the the producer actually does more. Think about this. Like the director, like if they wanted to make a, uh, like a movie out of one of Dave's books, like Dave wrote this story, but the director has to go like, we're going to go to Egypt and we're going to film this fucking thing. And you know what I mean? Like then you have a producer that says we need to do all these. Yeah. And he's like, okay, then I need to figure out how we're going to get the crew there. We're going to have to secure this lot. We're going to figure these things out. But like the director makes that movie. That's why it's so important that it's Ron Howard or Steven Spielberg or George Lucas. They make those things happen. If someone else had directed star Wars or Indiana Jones or any of these movies, I know that I know that I know the director, I know what the director does, but I didn't know the difference. I mean, I just didn't know what a producer actually hand guide the actor to say like, no, redo it. Yeah. I understand. That wasn't emotional. Yeah. Yeah, But the producer, I didn't really know. Especially like if you're an an executive producer, producer yeah you're hiring the director you're hiring the casting director uh, you're the okay. one commute so every single day Makes you're looking sense. at yeah. the dailies like the director says this is what you're we filmed today yeah. and you're talking back to the to the yeah, studio to be the director and, saying, and the producer fuck fuck me or to just be directing your own movie and meanwhile i'm executive producing these three movies yeah. and have to be in on it every day so well, some people act in the movie and then direct it like yeah. that's fucking kind of crazy yeah. too yeah yeah so the haunting the prince of egypt just like heaven shrek all the shrek movies Road to Perdition, Evolution, All the Men in Black movies, Memoirs of a Geisha, Monster House, Back to the Future, Flags of Our Fathers, Letters of Iwo Jima, Disturbia, Super 8, and every Transformers movie. Wow. Like that was just Those like just for notes. a snippet when I just, yeah. and that's not counting TV yeah. shows he produced. That's yeah, and not see, that's starting the everything about before the haunt. Transformers, like, you're like, oh, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, fucking explosion, Michael Bay. But you're like, oh no, Steven Spielberg. Fucking made his his production yeah. company bought the rights to Transformers, and he said, "I'm going to hire Michael Bay because this is what it needs to look like." Needs to look like, yeah, yeah exactly. That's so crazy. He's won three uh, uh, best director Academy Awards, tons of best pictures. Like his movies, like every movie out, every movie he fucking it's releases, is like it was up yeah. for eleven awards, and yeah. just like, and it wins in all kinds of fucking cockamamies, you know. But that is absolutely just, insane. I mean the the 
He's a gamer. Apparently, he still is to this day. Which like he plays Ready Call Player of One, Duty like and probably. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I read that, I was like, "Man, someone has been playing Call of Duty against." Steve yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's his yeah. name? Like, yeah. you know, I wonder that all the time about everybody. You hear all these celebrities that are like, "Yeah, I play Call of Duty," and it's like, yeah. I could have played you. Yeah, you might have. Like, I might, you might have been kicking my yeah. ass. You know, yeah. I might have gotten sniped by Steven Spielberg, or you sniped him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then one of my my favorite things was in two thousand one. She was stalked. He was stalked by a conspiracy theorist and former social worker named Diana Napolis. She said that he and the actress Jennifer Love Hewitt were controlling her thoughts through Cybertronic <laughs> technology. She's not wrong. And no, um, no. they were part of a satanic <laughs> conspiracy against her. Oh. Uh, she was committed to a mental institution before pleading guilty to stalking. But she ended up being released on probation with a condition that she have no contact with Spielberg or Jennifer Love Hewitt. So oh, I thought it was just going to be just Spielberg. Just Spielberg. That'd be yeah, fucking her. great. Yeah. That'd be fucking fantastic. <laughs> the other guy's worse, though. The other stalker that goes to fucking jail. Yeah, Jonathan Norman was arrested after making two attempts to break into his uh, Pacific Palisades home oh, Jesus. in 97. And I don't understand what this case was, but this seems like a pretty fucking harsh sentence for trying to break into a house twice. Did you see what they found on him when they... When no, I didn't. So he, he was jailed for Three pairs years. of handcuffs, a box cutter, and duct tape or something is what he oh, had with fuck. him. Like, he had plans. Like, he, he was going to handcuff and kill the fucking family. Yeah. Spielberg like, said, at, in court, had Jonathan Norman actually confronted me, I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, believe that I would have been raped or killed. <laughs> Why raped? That's a weird... Like, yeah, I don't know what's going past. Yeah. You know, I don't know, but he did... Or you that's say what that I'm to thinking. give him the it's a, penalty Maybe possible. it's a third yeah. strike. Maybe he's right. fucking yeah. kidnapped people before or yeah. some shit, but... Um, yeah, but he had a box cutter, three pairs of handcuffs, and like duct tape or some shit. Uh, Is that like, for Spielberg, his wife, and like kids? That, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. He had intent. Like, he yeah. knew, you know, three people in the house and three pairs of handcuffs. Like, he was going to do some shit. So as of this recording, he's in some stage of production of West Side Story. Um, yeah. And Indiana if he Jones. makes it and it's not a musical, I might be into it. Yeah. If he just makes a film version of the musical, I'm afraid I don't care. Indiana Jones, he's Indiana not directing Jones. it, but he is producing it. So oh, he's producing he's it. He's producing it, not directing it. And then um, he bought the rights to Warner Brothers uh, Black Hawk, which is a World War II serial, really. It's like a... You know, he wants to do it as a serial television show. And it's like a group of, of like fighter aces that are like crazy gonzo, like not realistic at all with like femme fatales and evil, yeah. evil Nazi air fortresses and all kinds of crazy shit. But he bought the rights to that to make into a television show, which is apparently also in some form of mm, pre-production. That weird, but maybe it was a, it was very long lasting. It was, yeah. it was one of the like aside i think it said aside from batman and superman it was the only comic from dc comics that was in existence before world war ii made it all the way through world war ii and then was still being published all the way into the 60s Damn. so it was like a really really popular so uh, story for a plenty while. of of content plenty there. of content yeah. yeah so that's steven spielberg unbelievable like just as I, I just kept reading and i was like oh that's right he did that oh that's right he, like oh yeah. he did i completely forgot about amistad amazing movie you got to watch amistad I will. Yeah. Amazing. Maybe, I might watch it tonight. So good. I have a list. I have a couple of movies I'm supposed to watch. So Amistad, Anthony Hopkins just fucking yeah. knocks it out of the park in that movie. His speech. Oh my God. Such a good movie. So I'll check good. it out. Yeah. 
Um, social media winner, episode 520, Barney and Betty Hill is going to be Sarah Herrera um, for sharing. Um, say, that, say that five times. I, know, I pulled it off. I was worried. I read it and I was like, am I going to say that? I did it. <laughs> um, she's going to win a t-shirt. So Frankie Pigeons is going to reach out to you and get your contact information. Um, thank you to everyone that shares on social media. Um, it's huge. Yeah, keep it's, doing it. Yeah, it's please keep doing it. It's it's huge for us because, like I always say, your friends probably are into the same stuff you're into. So you know, yeah. and if you can't share and you don't want to make your grandma mad that you're posting serial killers, tell your friend to listen to the show. Yeah, you right. Know? I mean, if you think you know, recommend an episode to a friend. Yeah. That's huge for us because um, you get them in there and then they start to like us and then they'll listen to whatever the fuck we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, Oprah and pizza. So we appreciate that. Um, keep sharing and liking on social media. Um, we. What did it, what's up? What happened? Yours, yours now mine now? did it. Yeah, yeah. fuck. Because you're too chill, man. No, nah, I pulled back. back. I, I pulled it back a little bit. Um, also, uh, we're brought to you by the... Uh, we're not brought to you. We're part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Go to podbelly.com to check out cool podcasts like Brewing the 99, a magic podcast, yeah. a commander podcast. Yes. Brad has a new podcast. Tell us he about does. your podcast, Brad. Um, I mean, if you're a magic nerd, um, uh, we, you know, get on there and listen to it. Uh, it's basically about the commander format um, where... I decided to do it. I play, I play magic all the time. I've talked about it on the show. Um, and I decided about three years ago, two years ago, I, I was going to start a podcast. I remember that. I remember um, that. And it wasn't going to be like this one. Um, and my buddy kept doing it. And um, it was basically a kind of a Sophie King style magic podcast. Like it's right. just shit talking right, and right. fucking bullshit. Um, this one I've actually... Um, I'm trying to produce it right. I'm, you know, we did our first episode. It's out. It's actually on the Podbelly website. Um, it's on all the, all the, um, podcasts, you know, Apple normal distribution, uh, just, yeah. yeah, it's submitted to Google. So it'll be on there soon. Yeah. All the, you know, Spotify is all that good stuff. So, um, but it's actually a little more, um, uh, I've done some scripting on it. I've done some, uh, it's segmented. Um, so it's a little different format, a little different than I'm used to. Um, there's, it's clean. So, you know, you can listen to it around your kids. It has the uh, blessing juju because it's yeah. using the old Sofa King podcast microphone. It is. Cause yeah. we just upgraded. So, right. So it has like yeah. some serious fucking juju in the yeah. microphone. Yeah. yeah. So, Sounds uh, great. I listen. Yeah. To hopefully. It. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm no. Lost. And, and yeah, somebody listened yeah. to it. And I, I do want to give a shout out to, um, just our, our listeners, man, you guys, um, those of you in the group, uh, there's a lot of you that went on there. And uh, really showed some love. I, you know, I kickstarted the Patreon off with the first episode. And uh, even though you guys, some of you don't really care about, you know, the, don't know the, what the game. Is. Yeah, you don't know what it is. <laughs> Might not even listen. Um, yeah. But because, you know, you want to help support and show love, right. you went on there and and uh, and gave a dollar. And I mean, it, it honestly means the world. Like it is really, um, it's really great Maybe. to know when you start something um, that you have people behind you that that want to help you out. So you should do a fucking like a magic one oh one episode, like a how, how yeah to get we can, started, yeah and we can to, for sure yeah. And then some of those people yeah. that are supporting you to support you might listen to it and be like, oh fuck, that sounds really cool. You yeah, know, and if you want to, and and also it. too, we're gonna get uh, you know, we play online. I mean, if you have a webcam, you know, you can play. Um, we can you know stuff like that. It's it is it is a complicated game. I feel like strategy games. Uh, it's something that. You know, you don't have to be a kid to enjoy it. It's, right. it's, it's very intense. And if your camera's on and he says he wants to tap your mana, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's part of the game. Yeah, yeah. It's not what you think. Know, yeah. Yeah. Or it is what you think. But yeah, I don't, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, I mean, I just want to say thank you. Um, but if, if you want to show support, even if you're not into it, uh, and, and also I'm accepting feedback. You know, I, I really want to make the show good. Um, I really want to take it into the right direction. Um, and so if you have some feedback, if I, you know, we're doing this too much or that too much and it's not listenable for you, let me know, you know, so we can, 
we could work on that stuff. It's not this show. This show, fucking, we do what we want. It is right, what it is. Right. Um. And and and. But again, you like, love us for share, it. share, post. Yeah. Say yeah. I would appreciate like, it because yeah. if you know somebody who plays, maybe your nephew plays, maybe your friend plays. Um. You know, let them let them know and and uh, at least give us a listen. And if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. Um. But I appreciate it. So, uh, you can go to brewingthe99.com. Um. And that's the website, and then right. also all it's the stuff, It's on Podbelly, yeah, right? If you're having Pod trouble Belly. finding it, like it's, yeah. it's on the network all, page. All the, yeah, Belly. it's brand new, so it's not necessarily going to come up in the search. Um, but yeah, you can get there, and all the socials are at Brewing the Ninety Nine. Cool. So check that out. Also, uh, My Age Podcast, Brad's other favorite yeah. podcast. He aspires to be on it one day. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to get on. No, there. I did get. I did get. Yeah. Uh, I have to pick uh, my music, right? Um, and so I, nice. I'm going to do that. But I'm making nice. him sweat a little bit. I'm yeah. making yeah. him wait. And you just did you ectoplasm. Know. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you if you announced that or not on the show. I did. I, I think I don't know if I talked I about it on the main show. I talked I about it on the on the bonus. On the bonus. Um, but yeah, go yeah. go check out Ectoplasm. Week ago, two weeks ago, Ectoplasm. It's been a little. It's a good episode. It's good. It's good. So I I got it early, so I don't know when it actually released. So right. All right, so check that out. Um, also, we um, are sponsored by El Yucateco Hot Sauce. That is our primary sponsor, available at most gr- uh, major grocery stores. You can find it at Target, Walmart, on the internet at elyucateco.com. Um, it's nutritious and delicious. It is, honestly, I know we've said it a fucking 600 episodes or whatever we've said. It is life-changing. Like, for me, like, it's fucking, it's part of my everyday routine. It's like, you know, you brush your teeth, you put your fucking socks on. Literally, like I'm affected if I'm out of triple X. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I fucking need my triple X. It's my thing. Um, yeah. And I put it on my fucking food. It's in I, when I'm and, cooking. And I, I, anybody I've ever given it to has been like, whoa, yeah. like this stuff is really Even good. People, like they think you're bullshit. I, dude, and, and, I have like been in line at the grocery store and I, I've done it several times where I like, bought a bunch of bottles or something because we were out and Teco hadn't sent us another case and like I have handed it to the person in line behind me yeah like I go that far I have gone to the coffee shop and set it on a table um I've given it to I and mean, we had story after story of people that said like I wasn't even a hot sauce person because everyone's yeah. worried about like the heat yeah. thing but it's more about flavor and like it I'm telling you even if you think you're not a hot sauce person give it a fucking try if you're at Walmart it's right fucking there yeah. just yeah. grab a bottle it's two bucks and give it a try you're helping us out post a picture of it um if you see yeah, it in just a while, about it supporting the show yeah, and maybe th- maybe your mom likes hot if you sauce, end up right? not yeah if it's too yeah, hot for she you likes hot sauce as much as she likes you dick. got a brother and her mm-hmm. uncle you know what i mean and your mom does like dick we know yeah. that so but buy yeah. some hot sauce um make sure it's el yucateco take a picture and and tag us in it and so that teco knows that uh we are doing our job so That's much appreciated yeah thank you el yucateco also thank you to print dirt cheap you can go to printdirtcheap.com and you can save some money using code sofa king podcast they sell printed goods so they got stickers and banners and anything you can think of try and roll hard man to meet the selection deadline we got uh gary coleman stuff in the works it's all in progress being made um so who knows yeah the covid the trump got the covid it, yeah, though so i don't know who knows what the fuck's gonna happen yeah, so we'll see right. but trying to get that out to you um and then thank you to jimmy d's tees um he makes his t-shirts he makes our t-shirts um go check out sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop if you want to support us and you're not on patreon um you can buy a beanie or a hat or a shirt or something mm-hmm. and support us that way and have conversation come up in the grocery store when someone asks you and says sofa king over and over and asking you what it means out loud and you're like you're right. cussing right now stop yeah, so yeah. this is embarrassing yeah. you're sounding like an idiot stop so uh, check that out. Go to Jimmy D's Tees uh, across social media and like and or comment. Go buy some of his stuff. He's got cool shirts. Um, check out um, SKR Apparel at S-U-I-K-E-R Apparel.com. Um, check out Retro Vague if you're into 80s stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff over there. Once again, beanies and hats and shirts. Um, and I think that is all I got. Right on. Uh, we have a Sculpt member of the month uh, who was very excited 
to find out she was Sculpt Member of the Month. Yes. I don't know if you saw the post. Oh my God, yeah. oh my God, oh my she God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. She woofed us. She sent a woof. There was like what? a fax and a tweet and a text and a message like all yeah. at once. Yeah, It was like, bing, ding, boof, you got mail, ding, ding. And yeah. Fucking, and then I got a message, personal yeah. message. You got a social media ego. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it is Nancy Lockett. Yeah. With five cocks in her pocket. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, I told yeah. her, I, I said, you know, you know, you earned it. Um, you know, she's been a listener for a long time. And, her Instagram uh, is basically a, a Sophie King podcast Instagram. Yeah. 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 It's like kelp noodles, born yeah. again. Yeah. It's a junior kelp noodles. Yeah. And we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so yeah, she messaged me. I told her, you know, we would do our best to say nice things about her, mm-hmm. uh, as we do always. Yeah. You know, Dave, Dave mm-hmm. likes it. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to say anything bad about our Sculpt members of the month. Right. And, and, and I mean, really never do, mm-hmm. unless they like send me something and says something, you know, that's kind of bad. But we can't help with it, right? No, you know we I mean? can't. Yeah. So well, like, that's it, true. in this case, she sent me an email and it said yeah. that she was in a hot dog eating contest. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the winner, she actually didn't win, hmm. but the winner ate 47 hot dogs. Um, and so she had finished 36, but they weren't hot dogs. She misunderstood the competition. Uh, well, the problem is the first hot dog, she just sucked on it for like 37 yeah. minutes. She just yeah, said it, sucked yeah, the hot dog. That, and that really uh. messed her up. Yeah, she didn't understand the, that you had to eat the hot dog, not suck on it. Every time she pushed it in, she pulled it back out. Yeah. And then she just right. pushed it back in and pulled it back out. And, and, then, and it was like, just one still. Uh, they, uh, she didn't understand the concept of the, next the hot year. dog. You eat. get them next year. Next Nancy. year, yeah, You're she's gonna really going to train. Right. Uh, she said she's going to use her neighbor. <laughs> to help her mm-hmm. um, right. and maybe take it, maybe take it all in next time. Take the, take the win. I didn't yeah. understand that. Cause I, you showed me that email and like at the very end, it wasn't a complete sentence, but she was like, you know, so next year I know I'm really going to get it. And then she just had a sentence fragment that just said, all three holes. <laughs> it's an English teacher joke. And right I wasn't there. sure. I just didn't know what yeah. that meant in regards to the hot dog. That's eating. the dirtiest <laughs> English teacher fragmented sentence joke has ever existed. I see at the end of your letter you had a fragmented sentence that says you like it in all three holes. No, that would have be been a complete sentence. <laughs> yeah. It, it just said all three holes. All three holes. Oh, it was just yeah. amazing. Yeah. I was explaining for people to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I still so think anyway. she might be misunderstanding. I, I the don't, yeah, I'm just still. saying if if that's how um, if she plans on training for next year using all three holes, I don't right. think she understands. Yeah, dog eating. I mean, unless it's a different type of contest, maybe I'm misunderstanding. But right, right. Um, yeah, make sure if you list the holes, you put commas between those descriptive terms. That's that's your kind of joke right now. There's a bunch of English professors that listen, laughing. I'm sure there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three of them. Zach is rolling right now. <laughs> he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. <laughs> He will. I'm going to tell him. Timestamp, Zach. There's an amazing <laughs> fragmented sentence porno joke at 149.32. <laughs> if you use it for the, um, if you use it for the clip, yeah, you won't have to. Right, that's true. Yeah. There you that's go. True. Yeah. Anyway, um, check us out on Reddit forward slash r forward slash Sofa King Podcast mm-hmm. and join the conversation there. That that group has grown. It has. Um, and all the social medias, we are at Sofa King Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at all of those. And uh, personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. You have Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Dave. Also, check out El Yucateco underscore Hot Sauce. Check out Jimmy D's Tees and Pod Belly. Um, also, check out uh, SKR Apparel and Retro Vague on Instagrams. Um, it's harder and harder with Facebook owning Instagram to get likes and right. and follows and whatnot. So, yeah, make sure you're following. Um, there. Us. Yeah, make sure you're following. If you care, if you don't, don't. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. If you want to support, help support. Cool. Uh, we really appreciate it. 
I mean, um, Dave and I keep forgetting to shout out. Like, Mindframe is yeah, super, super yeah, close. Brad right. like one up us and beat us to the fucking to first to market in three yeah, days because yeah. he's a ninja. Yeah. But we got like twenty episodes in our pocket, yeah, and like it's just a couple yeah. little variables that have to happen. So it's technical. Shit. No, I'm definitely yeah. excited about it. I want to listen to it, and um, I'm kind of you know I haven't even you, you offered to give me the episodes, and I'm like, right. no, I want to listen. Right, right. I want to listen when it comes out. I want to yeah. experience what the users or what the other listeners are experiencing. Yeah, yeah look for the Mindframe um, group yeah. if you're already in our other group. Go ask to join, and we'll let you in if you yeah. if you answer the question. And, and a lot of work's going into it. I mean, a lot of people think, you know, these things just get thrown together and, and, um, it's, taking so no, it, it's, it's a lot of work, man. And, and, I, and I know, like I said, starting yeah. this other, I'm still not even happy with the right. first episode. Right. Um, but I know where it can go. And I mean, I know this, where I can we take get to it. record and kind of throw some shit yeah, yeah. at the beginning and end and we throw it out there. Yep. Yours is even, I mean, you're producing and you know, yeah. And so, and, but I sat there and cut for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. This, I don't cut. It is, it, right. it, we, we, this is an open forum conversation. We're talking. Um, but when you actually get into these produced podcasts, on the actual mindframe episodes, like we have to unplug the refrigerator in the corner because there can't be anything. So when it was yeah. hot, even though we have an air conditioner, Rough. we had to turn the air conditioner off for CJ laser upstairs. So like my customers are hot. Yeah. It's like three in the afternoon. Yeah. It's 110. We were watching the thing hit 82. We yeah. have to break, kick it on, let it cool down, turn our air back on. You yeah. know, and sit here and go through. It has to be fucking silent to record yeah, that kind so, of podcast. I mean, uh, you know, the appreciation for that, um, you know, is just you know help us out, follow everything. Um, and uh, in return, you know, it, it makes everything better for everyone. Yep. So, um, but it's, it is much appreciated and it, and it doesn't go unnoticed. You know what right. I mean? Like, like not, I said, yeah. the, the feedback and everything from, from listeners of this show, you guys are just awesome. It's been great. Like, I, so, I mean, yeah. we've come so far for this to become like, you know, it what is it a is. sort of yeah. part-time job for us. So like, I can't believe the support we have yeah. from just talking and bullshitting yeah. to what And we're just now. three, three dudes from Bakersfield, yeah, right. you know, like, yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, you know? Um, what else do we got? Uh, Spotify playlist, Sofa King Podcast 2020. You can get that on there. Um, Patreon.com black slash. About to set a fucking podcast. record. Dave's probably sad about it, but we're uh, at an you know, hour and 53 minutes. The other one's going to have to cut I short. Think, I think he went. Were. I thought he was going to start cutting it back, but we were barely getting in. Yeah. It's because I think we all like Steven Spielberg. We all yeah, had yeah, yeah. to talk yeah. about it in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so go to patreon.com black slash Sofa King podcast to support the show. Uh, we really appreciate it for Zola's dollar. You get the bonus episodes. I think we need to just shoot the shit for six more minutes. Yeah, Zola's so the, the dollar. Just go, we gotta go hit, for we it. We got to hit yeah. the two hour mark at this point. So, and then um, that's pretty much it. I got what do you got, well, Dave? Well, I will say one other thing about Mindframe, like just talking about Good. the amount yeah. of work that went into it is like even like a it's taken just a shitload to to record it, to produce it, to do all this stuff, but b it's like that's not even counting the year and a half that it took to fucking write it For sure. yeah like i've yeah. been i've been obsessing over that story and like really when i was finishing the second book of six paradigm i was writing mind frame and book three of six paradigm sort of at the same time right like shifting between the two stories so to me it's like an it's an old story it's a story that i want to finish because it's part one of three and i really want to tell the rest of the story like yeah. I've, I've got, you know, th this one is, is done as far as I'm concerned, but I want to tell the other two parts of it because it gets pretty I'm, epic. I mean, I have to say like, I, and I know like I'm part of it, but I'm like, I'm a fan of it. Like the story for me is like, I'm so glad that I'm part of it because like I have your books. I haven't read them. Like I won't sit down and read through them. You know what I mean? You can listen to this. Yeah. And this yeah. one I like, I, I have to listen to yeah. it and then yeah. I have to edit it. And then I have to listen to it to do the sit down episodes because we have to talk about it and I have to know what the fuck's going on. 
And like, it's a pleasure though, yeah. honestly, like yeah. I have to listen to it and it's like a it's lot of work and I've had to edit all those episodes and add intros and outros and music and do all this stuff. But the story I'm like chomping at the bit to the point I was like, are we recording an episode next week? Cause that's the only you way I'm going to know. Yeah. Like right. yeah. I have a copy of it. I could yeah. read it, but I'm not going to, because the format we're doing, I have to be able to speak to it, but I can't be any further along than the listener. Yeah, yeah. So like me and Zach can't know anymore when we talk to Dave yeah. about it because it would ruin it. Yeah. Right. A spoiler. So we like when you listen to an episode, there's a follow up sit down episode and it helps break down like what you might be confused about or give some insight into as to what Dave was thinking yeah. no, or what sounds, you might pay attention sounds to. Sounds really cool, man. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm really interested. I, I want to hear it. I know you guys have put a lot of work into it. Yeah. And again, like I know how much work it takes, you mm -hmm. know, like and I know. Uh, the effort that goes into it. Uh, and it's not just the once you start it's not just work of recording up, yeah. it too. It's just like all the back end shit, like getting yeah. fucking Patreon designed yeah, yeah. and up and yeah. getting getting it approved on all the websites, getting the website yeah, built, everything. getting fucking shit designed to look yeah. good. Like just all the, all the shit that I don't have anything to do with. It's tough too. Like, like for me and some of the people that are involved in helping, I know Cole's helped with this a little bit. Alan's helped with it. Um, and we've all been working on this stuff to like, but we're not really allowed to know what's, totally there so like yeah. creating the brand is difficult we're like does this fit right. like is no, this okay yeah, like, yeah. that's off base like oh yeah. that's yeah, a like, lot of very confusing and i'm sure frustrating conversations of like well we kind of need to make a sticker or we need to make a t-shirt yeah, what, or a design yeah. and it's like well i could tell you but do you want me to tell you yeah like, no i don't want you to tell and or yeah. it's something that we have to get out of dave's head to be like what does this thing look like yeah what right. does it look like you know what yeah. i mean what is this person and you're believe? thinking you think completely different yeah and i'm like person, yeah. no, that's not it or yes that's almost you've got yeah. it like that's it so right. it's happening it's close thank you for your patience like it, i know we've talked about it and you probably think it's never happening but it is fucking happening and Dave, happening. dave's voice is golden yeah and you will binge and listen and it's going to be great and i know you guys are all going to support us and yeah. leave itunes reviews and all that good stuff it's going to yeah. be great yeah we're still not there we're not there oh man six minutes seems forever and you're it trying does, to make it dude. six minutes Holy but shit. So yeah. go, so oh, I do want to give a shout out. Uh, I know this is very, very end of the episode, but I want to give a shout out to Justin Olson. Uh, just let him know. We, he asked a question on the, the Patreon episode uh, and, and he hit me up and we talked and, and I just want to say, you know, like, thank you for, for, um, for taking me real, you know, taking me seriously. Right. Um, Cause a lot of times people think, you know, I'm, I'm Brad on the show and I'm just fucking, uh, you know, jumping in and arguing and talking shit and making right, hooker canoes right, and, right. and everything. But there are people out there and uh, you know, if you need, you know, any advice, you know, you can always hit me up and, and I try and do my best. Cause one of the things I like doing in life is helping other people. Like I need help myself. You know right. what I mean? We all need help. Um, and to have somebody to talk to, um, to have somebody to, you know, kind of help you, you know, sort out things in your head, so to speak. Um, it's really cool to, when people uh, want that to be you. Right. So I just want to say thank you. Um, we got a couple of congratulations actually we could throw out there to kill some time. Rick McAl uh, McAlpine oh, yeah. and oh, yeah, Stephanie yeah, yeah. Menzies got married. That's a cool story. They were both actually SK listeners yeah. from you know Canada to America. Love story. Both um, trans yeah. too. One was male, yep. turned female. One was female, <laughs> turned male. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's very I mean, interesting. The border was enough to overcome, and then the yes, mat. yeah, um, and then also, um, yeah. How did did they have to learn the other language? Or there's this that? guy. I guess he listens to the show. I never heard of him, but Jake Williams, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, never heard. Yeah, of him. No. and and Jesse McDonald got uh, got engaged um, yesterday too. So congratulations at, to at those the people. border. At the border, like so they took kind one. Of cool they took one, and we took one. Yeah, we traded. Yeah, we traded. We're keeping. We're keeping the. I mean, it's 
you don't understand. People don't understand the difficulty in maintaining the sculpt. Right. Like we have a certain number of sculpt members in every country. Right. And as soon as it was like, well, a member of the sculpt is going to move to Canada and get married. Somebody else had to. Take we were like, the, well, someone yeah. else in the in the yeah. sculpt has Who, to get married and bring someone down. Yeah. Who's gonna Who's gonna do it? Who's gonna who's take gonna one do to it? The team? Like, yeah, I'll do it. Like I'll someone needs yeah. to get married to a Canuck and bring him down here. If anyone yeah. wants to move to South Africa, let me know. Send me a Josh Burton. <laughs> yeah, Josh Burton. <laughs> have to give one up. <laughs> Josh Burton actually. <laughs> Josh Burton was actually going to leave his wife to marry one of the the male listeners from yeah. up north, but yeah. he he you know somebody else was like, no, it's okay, Josh, I'll, right. I'll take care right. of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So no, congratulations, those are cool. That's that's cool. Oh my god, it's so cool. Uh, it's so cool. There it is. Oh yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. Boom. There it is. Oh, we did it on both. Oh, that's a real record, right? Made it. All right. All right. Don't be a retard. me like a Pisces when I am weak I've been locked inside your heart and bikes for weeks I've been drawn into your magnetic pit Survive. 